When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I didn't do that on purpose. My eye! Imagine if I was right here. Were you recording? No, I just missed it. I wanted to really pop the champagne live what on just it just popped itself because it's been just peed a uncorked for so long oh hey everyone God. welcome Holy to shit. long may you young episode 10 yeah, i bought champagne for our 10th anniversary and i <laughs> i was gonna pop it live on what now you're gonna have to put an effect in so that way i don't have to put an reacting to jeez <laughs> that thing just fucking this shot one off. this is the same exact thing that happened to neil and crazy horse <laughs> when they played that sick nine minute version of helpless full-on electric and the dude forgot to hit the record button it's exact i was about yeah, to hit record you know, and that's why he's always like as soon as he walks in you just roll the tape, roll tape. two seconds before i hit record the champagne bottle just pop, the cork just popped out on its own i pop one off you know what that means that's, pop that off. means that's the good stuff did you get the good stuff i got when the, the good stuff time, when was the last time you had a desk pop uh, was it? <laughs> no other guys quotes this early in the podcast. Do you, do you, you like the other guys? Remember that? We're starting off with that with one. We're starting off with a Will Ferrell thing when we have way bigger things to talk about. I know we have huge things. But, but hold on, boring. before before you mention yeah. it, I didn't get the sound of the cork popping, but I can at least get this. Oh yeah, listen to that. That's that's oh. That's effervescent. Yeah, we're getting. We're this getting, sound that sounded way yeah. better than me pouring squirt. <laughs> it did. And here comes Russ's. Although squirt and champagne might make a good cocktail. Ooh. What would you call that? You uh, know what I call that? Midnight on the Bay. Oh my God. You literally just invented my favorite drink. Dude, that would be loose. You have to put a little Malibu. Squirt and Prosecco. Hey guys, we're not talking about You have to put a little Malibu in there because of the evening coconut. Oh my. You literally just invented my favorite drink. All right. Jesus. Listen, we just poured a little no, champagne you know in yeah. we, we Long get, May we, Young's 10th you know episode. Yeah. Tenth. Okay. We survived 10 episodes. 10 episodes. And you know what, guys? We're getting down to the wire. Oh, yeah, that's right. 10 episodes. We're now a member of Pantheon Podcast. Yep, the Pantheon Podcast Ooh, Network where the music, it's all about the music, so yep. we thank those guys. And we are in incredible company on Pantheon, if I may say so. They have some really good shows. They have some great, great, like I, I always mention the Shout It Out Loudcast. That's because I love Kiss, and those mm. guys do such a great job, and they're from they're from the area. They're from Massachusetts. Right. You know, but there's a great, uh, Russ, if you, I don't know if you had a chance to check out their band podcast. It's yeah, great. That's great. There's another one called Performance Anxiety, which is I really this, good. Yeah. yeah, that's very so good. So how do you do you just type in the names of the shows? Because when yeah, I it, tried to look on look up like the Pantheon uh, the Pantheon family type thing on like Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. app, I couldn't find a way to find like all the shows. You know, go go to the Pantheon website and then just look and at then the like shows. look at the shows yeah, and then okay. search. They're the same thing. They're they're everywhere. Apple, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but know, they, they don't they have they like a one everywhere. type of thing where you can go and on the podcast. Well, you can app. go you can sign up uh f- you can subscribe to the Pantheon feed. Okay. And so what they do is they kind of that feed features a rotating Yeah, I uh, think I saw podcast that. Yeah. so that kind of it's like a sampler platter yeah, yeah, if yeah. you will I that they send that. out yep. there. So and they're on Twitter. They're all Pantheon podcasts also on Twitter and Facebook so cool. you can you can check it all out there. Right. Mm. 
but yeah, thanks to them for uh, for the the support. And um, what do we do now? Well, we have one more thing that we're selling. We're drinking champagne because of. Do you, let's play the theme song. First. You want to play the theme song? Yeah, the world's greatest podcast theme song, right here. You try to clap it. Yeah, time. I have no rhythm whatsoever. I have as much rhythm as DeGarmo and Key. <laughs> Welcome to Long May You Young, the only Neil Young podcast that is covering Neil Young's full-on recorded catalog of music, one album at a time. Our tenth episode. Again, thanks to Pantheon Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, the Long May You Young page. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Long May You Young. Uh, you can also check us out. We post stuff up on the Neil Young subreddit on Reddit. And a very, very special guest on the podcast in a little bit. It'll be Mr. Nils yeah, Lofgren. Nils yeah. Lofgren, baby. Kind enough to join us for the podcast. Such an amazing and legendary musician yeah. uh, who has contributed a great deal to some of Neil Young's greatest mm. music. He's on, he's, on the, he's on the Rushmore of Neil. Oh, 100%. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Nils is yeah. an, an incredibly nice, kind, even through, just through the phone, that you right. can just tell he's just a sweet... He's a, just a guy who loves what he does. Yeah, with he's his, just He's a, been loving what he's doing with his life. And, 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 and we were all sort of saying to him, you know, he's one of the underrated best guitarists. Oh, my God, yeah. He's just... Yeah, if you listen to his new album that's coming out weathered. Uh, August uh, 21st, 21st, it's live. It's called Weathered. Some of the finest guitar playing. Double album, heard. too, which yeah. is what we've been talking Amazing about. Amazing guitar playing. He's great singer, too. He's got oh, a great God, yeah. voice. Very yeah. distinctive voice. He's got a great band with I, him on. I will say yeah. this. No offense to Neil, whose voice I love, but my wife does not appreciate like me. I was playing her some of uh, Nils Sings Neil. Uh-huh. And she says... He should Neil should just have him sing his songs. Wow, <laughs> she loves she loves her some Nils. That is a good album, though. Oh, it's great! Yeah. It's great. Great. Uh, you were playing some when we walked in, and and uh, that version of "Don't Be Denied." Oh yeah, he like slows it down. Yeah, it's, real it's good. really good. So that's coming up here in just a little bit. But we're also going to talk about decade. Yep. yep, a little bit, which was um, a starting point for so many people. When it comes to Neil Young's it was, music, for it's me, a pretty iconic yep. album cover. Too. I used to like, right, that's yeah. like a super popular poster people have. When and I, it was one of the first of its kind as far as like a greatest hits or compilation yeah. because it was just so yeah. extensive. And, and Neil had a great deal to do with everything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the artwork. When I was like when I was eighteen, I worked full time in a full service gas station, and they had a CD player in uh, the other room that played in the gas station. So you would go inside the building to and you would he had like 10 cds my boss did i only recognized two of them one was bob dylan's blood on the tracks and the other one was neil young's decade and i played decade non-stop and that's how i first got into neil like beyond the ones that i until knew did you played it until it burned <laughs> yeah 
I play that thing like a broken arrow. Oh, dear. Like a what? Do you play a broken arrow? I don't Is know. that possible? You can to, play a broken arrow. To play a broken I, arrow? Anyway, decade was my just let me intro add to Neil. Pun. <laughs> I just had to add one. Sorry, that was not add a pun. What's wrong with me adding a pun? Double pun. We're the pun brothers. That's that's Luke's thing. That's right. He does the dad jokes and the puns. I pun on your pun. He pun- right. He punded it. <laughs> I He's punted a pundit. It into the net. He punted it. <laughs> okay. So that's we're we're going to be talking about that coming up here in just a little bit, and then uh, before that, do you want to get to some uh, Adam Punitario? <laughs> No, that didn't work at all. <laughs> no one's good. What are you, a pundit? Alexander Pundit. No, that doesn't work. No. No, sorry. <laughs> Tom Cruise. I'm a dad, and I can't really no, do this. Tom Cruise in Top Pun. We have such pun. big news right now. Oh, Chloe put the headphones on. She's done with the <laughs> My daughter is in the... My daughter wanted to come by and, and, uh, and hang out because she didn't want to be at home alone, and so now she's going to hang out with us, but thankfully she's... She's put her headphones on. <laughs> this, is, this is what it's like it most was, of the time. Anyway. Was it, it was the third pun, and she's like, I'm going to zone like, this out right yeah. now. This is terrible. Yeah. Why would people want to listen to this? <laughs> she was, she she's, was not, she's not wrong. She was pun, right? she was pun with us. Come oh, on. Right. Oh, boy. Guys, Nils Lofgren. Nils Lofgren. Dude, we talked to Nils Lofgren. He, he's was, great, I got so that's chill. coming I up here in a bit. Did you guys get chills at all when he was talking? Some of the stories he told? Yeah. Yes. yes. Absolutely. We should, yeah. we should. I was just laughing like, oh, my God, we're hearing this first. Hand. It yeah. was great. First hand. But the, the yeah. thing is, the problem is, we we had a minor hiccup right before we talked to Nils. Is Mike dialed the wrong number, and we ended up talking <laughs> to this guy. Yeah, hello, Nails Emporium. Everything Nails. What can I do for you? Who is this? Oh, uh, this is Nails. Nails Lofgren of Nails Emporium. <laughs> Nails Lofgren. <laughs> yeah, oh. Nails Lofgren. Yes. I run Nails Emporium. We got everything with nails. So you can need like, we got 10 penny nails, like nine tiny nails, you know, long nails. Nine tiny nails. nails. 10 penny and nine penny nails. Heads. I think we got the we wrong. Got we got the wrong nails. We got the nails. wrong Lofgren. We wanted nails, not nails. We wanted either nails oh, no. or nine inch nails, nails Lofgren. Nils is, uh, nails is my brother, half brother, but yeah. So, so do you but, also uh, play the accordion, sir? What's that? Do you play the accordion? Uh, no, I don't play anything except for like the ten pound nail nail phone. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I have not. Can you tell me about it a little bit? So essentially, it's a bunch of nails nailed into a board of wood at a different length, and you tap on it with other nails. It's pretty nice. You tap on it with other na- not with a hammer. You can. Yeah, hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to run a business here. Okay, like I'm not going to take these jokes. You this can hear. No, we were we were looking for Nils Lofgren, but we'll talk to you for another few more minutes. Uh, oh, okay. So you can hear us, right? You can hear all the three of us. Yeah, there's like a little bit of an echo going on, I think, but it's not too bad. But you can make it out. You're having a good conversation with us. Yeah, I can hear what you guys are saying. You know. What about Mike Shue? Why don't you try saying something? Do you have a? Uh, what kind of flatheads do you have? Those are screws. Oh, we got plenty of flatheads. So we got like the long flatheads. We got yeah. the fat flatheads. Yeah. Uh, we got short flatheads. Okay. And uh, we also have the dipped edge flatheads too. Okay. So. Okay. Nails love. We also, just to, just to throw this out there for you guys, I don't know, one yeah. of you sound like you might be into this, but we also, we have a guy that just does nails too. What so. do you mean? Like fingernails? Like pedicures, manicures, oh, pedicures, yeah. any kind okay. of nails you want done, we'll get that. them done. But wait, right. flat, yeah. Flatheads are a type of screw, so you have nails and screws at your Nails Emporium? Listen, listen guy, we don't deal with screws, okay? <laughs> I'm running a, a God-honest business here, 
And if you guys bring up something that's not about nails, I'm out. Well, how do you have a flathead nail then? You just mean that if the... you don't know what a flathead nail is, buddy, then I don't know what to tell you. Okay, yeah, it's obviously good. not in the construction. It's got a good point, dude. It's a pretty common nail. <laughs> Luke, you should know your Luke. Flathead. Oh my goddamn nails! nails. <laughs> Mike, how did you screw this up? How did you call nails Lofgren instead I, of nails? I don't know. How That's the number the manager. Don't say screw. I didn't. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to listen. Nail? Nails. I didn't mean to say screw this up. Well, oh, I, guys, hold, hold on one second. I just got to put you on hold real quick. You got the flathead nails, and you got the pedicure nails. Oh, he's got on the long oh, nails, the short nails. Yeah. It's going to come out to twenty-two fifty. Twenty-two fifty. That's a lot of nails. Day. And remember, if nails is for him, if you can't nail it, we sure can. All right, <laughs> hey boys, are you still there? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I Sorry about that. Like I said, I'm just trying to run a business. It's okay. Hey nails, can you hear that crazy buzz I got going? Or no? I don't hear a buzz. I just hear a slight like delay echo. That's about all. Okay. okay, and if you guys are into music too, I also have uh, a select amount of uh, Christian rock albums from the old uh, publishing group, uh, you know, Tooth and Nail. So. Do, do you? Um, yeah, but do you have Degarmo and Key? Yeah, we're big Degarmo and Key fans. You don't have any uh, D and Key, D and K around, do you? D and I think D and Key works. D and Key. <laughs> D and Key. You're probably going to want to talk to someone from like uh, the Key Emporium. He might have oh, one of those. Right, like <laughs> a locksmith. Here though. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm, I'm, I feel stupid talking to a nail guy about key. Yeah, fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> all right. So what am I stupid? It's all right. I get it all the time, gentlemen. <laughs> all right. Nails, yeah, no, are, are you related? On a good level right here. Are you related to Nils? He said he was his half brother. Oh, I didn't. I yeah, he's my half brother, but we have the same last name. So, you know, go figure. <laughs> yeah, huh? That's that's crazy. Stupid. That's crazy, Nails. That's just how it is. So, nails yeah, if there's nothing else I can help you gentlemen with, you know, just remember, like I always say, you know, well, if you can't nail it, call us because we sure well, can. What about hammers? Do you have any hammers? Uh, we don't. He doesn't hmm. like. He doesn't want to talk about anything they other don't than nails, have man. I get, no, I, I see. He's nails, very. Buddy. His he's focused on his brand, and I understand that. That's yeah. Yeah. We sell, like I said, nails emporium. We if we put in, if we brought in any hammers. We'd have to push some of the nails out, and you we just to, can't sacrifice nails for hammers. Right. Then you have to change all the signs and the business cards and the yeah the internet if advertising. You, if, you, if you think about it, too, guys, right? How many hammers do you got to buy in a lifetime versus how many nails that's you got to buy? That's right? a damn good point. You know what? That's why think you. That. That's why you're the boss over at Nails Emporium, and we just want to talk to nails. <laughs> What's your favorite song that your brother does? Half brother. My favorite song. I don't know what he plays. I don't listen to any of that crap. <laughs> What's your favorite band then? Who do you listen to? Oh, I love, um, nine, you already said it, but Nine Inch Nails is pretty good. <laughs> Anything Nails related, that's all you do? You only listen to bands with nails in the title? There is a band called The Nails. Listen, when you're born, Nails Lofgren, your life is nailed. Yeah, I hear you, brother. Okay, I guess. I mean, so my, name's, my name's Mike Shoe, but I've never sold a shoe in my life. I maybe I should try. Maybe, maybe, well, I may have done it a commercial. Never an AAF I'll thing tell you what, if you, you... if you sold a shoe, you'd never turn back. Right. Okay. You know, maybe that's why I'm not, you know, as successful because I didn't go after what I was born to really do. I mean, me and Russ did sell condoms for a while, but they were a letter off. <laughs> they were a letter off, yeah. <laughs> That's very true. And that's probably why it didn't stick, man. That last letter really mattered. It really does. That would have worked too. The condom brothers. Yeah. You know, I, I think you could have so. had like a, a like a like a food truck, but instead of food, 
I would, just condoms with your faces on the side. I would have been a bad representation of the brand, though, with my five children. May not <laughs> yep. have. And also your, and your three siblings. Wait, how do you know anything about us? We just called you and just met you. You sound like a guy that's got, you sound like a guy that's got three siblings. <laughs> you sound now tell like... me what, did I nail it or not? You nailed yeah, it. You nailed it, All right. you nailed it Nails. <laughs> You nailed it. <laughs> well, we appreciate right. you taking the time, Nails. It really means That's a lot. Not a problem, guys. Yeah, you, you really nailed it, dude. Thank you. <laughs> if you ever need anything with Nails, don't forget to give us a call over at Nail Emporium. We'll be glad to take care of it what's, for you. Hey, we what's that catchphrase? Yeah, what's that catchphrase? Hey, remember, if you can't nail it, we sure can. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's Thanks. That's awesome. Thanks, Nails. Thanks, Nails. And that was our interview with. I couldn't believe Nerd. that. Yeah, that. At was, first, I was like, was maybe, wild, maybe he's laughing. got nails, nails Emporium next to Nils and his contacts. <laughs> so, like, he gave me that number by accident. Weird. Super and weird. I was like, oh, I think it's super weird. They don't carry one hammer. In that <laughs> no hammers. No screws. No screws. Don't, don't bring got, up screws. You got very upset. When if you bring you up, up screws, screws. you're yeah, screwed. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah. the, guy, the guy's got a mission. You know, it's he true. loves what he does. What was that catchphrase? I don't remember. It's. You know, we if you can't it, if you, know? you can't nail it, we will. So yeah, if you can't we nail it, we will. We, something yeah, like that. I don't know. We will. I'm well, sure. There, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a voicemail next week about how because we didn't we get didn't this right. It. We yeah. But special thanks to Nails. 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 Nails's half brother Nails. Nails for, Lofgren. Oh geez. Now for, when yeah. now when Nails hears us. this episode, he's gonna have to hear that. Did we get the like, address? Why did I do this podcast? It is wild. This is our tenth episode, and we have Nils Lofgren on. Ten. Yeah. Why is that surprising? Yeah, I don't know. It's I think just, we're pretty awesome. I we think are yeah. awesome. <laughs> Fucking long may you young man. Thanks to Mike. <laughs> thanks to Mike Shu. Thank you, Shu, for making that. Yeah, you know what Mike. that? You know what that that is? That is like, you you. It'll always be no if you never ask. Is right. that the? It's yeah. it's like yeah. how Nils snuck backstage when he was seventeen. Right. Hey, hey, don't give away too much it's here. The same like, thing. Hey, Mr. Lofgren, will you do our <laughs> podcast for us? Yeah. <laughs> so can we talk real quick? We're gonna get to the interview, but. I know there'll be some stickler. We understand that Decade is not technically the 10th album. We right, American right. Stars and, and Bars a, came before it, correct? Right. And it's a compilation. But it's called Decade. Right. This is our 10th episode. We have an interview that we're going to play for you in just a few minutes here. So we just figured we'd do Decade on the 10th episode. If you have a problem with that, then you can politely just write about it to us, and we won't yeah. have a, Yeah, have a, a lot of people it. love to review us. Yeah. And, uh, you can leave us a five-star review if you want it. And we'll, like our policy says, uh, if you give us a five-star review, we'll read whatever that review is. Like that guy yeah. who wrote, Who Killed Aaron Hernandez? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll read whatever you have. I mean, if you give us five stars. Do you want me to read our latest five-star review? Yes, please. Let's okay. go to the reviews. Okay. This is from someone named Hurry Up Wallaby. Okay. Australian. It's Australian. A, yeah. Should I read it in Australia? Should I read it like our Schriff and with an Australian You'll accent? You'll be terrible at it. I, mean, so I won't. I'm not going to try it. <laughs> uh, the headline just says NY. I'm assuming Neil Young, but it could be New Year's. I don't or know. Or New York. Or New York. Yeah. Yankees Prob- fan. Probably might be a Yankees fan. Probably mm. a Neil fan. He's a five star review. He or she says, "I've only listened to ten seconds of they? the first episode, but instantly felt as if I were at if I were sorry, but instantly felt as if I were home." Immediately hilarious, and it's awesome to have a show that gets how much I love this genius of an artist. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a Neil-centric podcast, and was thrilled hmm. when I saw this on NY Reddit. So, that's oh, that's nice. from Reddit. Nice. Yeah. Well, well, thank yeah. you very much. That's awesome. Thank and you, I'm Hurry glad up, it, Wallaby. It reminds you of home, which tells me your home was filled with with drunk assholes. 
True. Or with wallabies. <laughs> with yeah. wa- we're both. It's either that drunk wallaby or us. Or maybe they just played a lot of <laughs> donkey us, ball. Man. Maybe maybe donkey ball is Australian. No, maybe. no, that's wallaby ball. <laughs> right. No, that's uh, <laughs> wallaball. Wallaball. Wombat ball. Ow. Kangaroo ball. Stop. Kangaroo balls. We have Nils Lofgren on this episode. Yeah, true. really. Come right, on, don't right, ruin right, it. Sorry, we got to be sorry. like pro now because okay. Nils is a pro. Do you want to address any other social stuff? Do you guys have? Yes, anything I, from I've got Reddit stuff actually from Reddit. There's okay. a great uh, Neil Young subreddit on Reddit. Just search it out. We post the episodes up there. There's a lot of uh, great folks on there who have commented. Now, our last episode we covered uh, "Long May You Run." The Stills Young Band. Neil's best thing he's ever done, in Mike's opinion. In my, my opinion, right. The best thing he's ever done to make me physically ill <laughs> is the Long May You Young album. Well, the song. Run. We love the song. Well, Except, for, I the know, song. There, I got Except that for the song Long May You Run. Right, exactly. There it is. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not playing the whole thing. It can't, it can't get any sexier than that. It really can't. I'm glad I'm Neil drinking Young champagne. Is not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, I posted on, on Facebook and in Reddit, and I started out with a little blurb saying, you know, did Neil Young and Stephen Stills invent Yacht Rock? We talked about that. Which they did. The, with the Long May You Run album. What I, I think they did, and I think we came to a little bit of an agreement that the sound was definitely taken by all those crappier bands that came out later oh, in the 70s. Absolutely. Like Air Supply and Christopher Cross. So let me get to the... Um, this is there were some people that were upset just mentioning that that obviously didn't listen to the podcast or even listen to the long may you run album which is they're probably better people for it um so let me get to this guy so this guy says without getting too deep on it my take is stills may have with may have done yacht rock with something like southern cross but neil's voice is too shrill for (laughs) true yacht rock Maybe something like Heart of Gold, but even that would be a stretch with the voice and the harp, I think. Uh, That was from Bob, Neil, and Van. And then Walk Like a Giant said, Love this episode. Wasn't sure how you'd handle a less-than-stellar Neil record after a string of masterpiece albums. Love the humor here. Insert Back to the Future 2 jacket voice here. (laughs) People love the jacket jacket voice. Now I can't wait for trans. Oh, oh, speaking God. of Neil tattoos, <laughs> they I, want me to do it the whole time. <laughs> I met a guy at Farm Aid back in September. Not gonna happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> who had the words "Long May You Run" etched across his entire back? For for the record, Neil wow. killed it that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I think me. I wonder Luke if that's. And, the, I think Luke, Tim, and I might seriously consider getting. I'm gonna. A, I'm a definitely Neil getting a Neil tattoo for sure. Yeah, Tim. Is Some the, of the ones Tim that is another member of awesome. of the town meeting band. So. Yeah. He also says you're going to need that sense of humor as you work your way through the 80s. He's not wrong. Um, He's never been more right, actually. Hasek says the closest Neil gets to Yacht Rock is when he collaborates with CSN and or its members. I'm thinking Sail Away specifically, which by its title alone is very YR. Other than this, I can't think of anything else. Long May You Run is about old beat-up cars, the exact opposite of luxury. Definitely not true. Right. So I I responded, have you made it past the first song? The rest of the album is a blueprint for Yacht Rock. Listen to Ocean Girl, Midnight on the Bay, and Black Coral. Make sure you're wearing your deck shoes and Tommy Bahama shirt. And then Hasek... (laughs) 
comments back. Okay, so after further listening, I get it completely. I was working from memory when I wrote my initial response and was yeah, underestimating. Yeah, because the only thing your memory wants to hold on right, to is exactly. Long May You Run. It's such a great song, of course. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like what, what Nils had to say about Long May yes, You Run, Yes, which too. is coming up here very soon. Yeah. And Neil did literally get, quote, on board with the yacht life in the mid 70s Jesus. Yeah, what was his boat called again the coconut rum the evening coconut <laughs> the he had evening two coconut. he had two that's the name of the drink he made up by the way oh right the evening coconut it's, it's it gonna be sense. prosecco squirt and malibu and, and shaved uh, yeah. coconut and, and, which was the name or, of his boat. no you know what in in some kind of coconut liqueur and then the uh oh, served the midnight on the bay in a half a be, coconut uh, yeah. <laughs> huh? no 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 from a tall banana. Oh, that's right. It's got to be a tall banana. No, you're right, Russ. That's perfect. He says, uh, this Hassett goes on to say, Midnight by the Bay. The Nil, hold on, Mike. Nils, if you're still listening, we are getting to your interview. I apologize. <laughs> He's probably going, oh, I hate that album. Everyone by Weathered. Why did I yes. do that podcast? I'm going to buy that for sure, by the way. That's the yeah. rules. It says, Midnight by the Bay, the only thing that detracted from the textbook YR script is that Neil starts blowing on his harmonica at the end. Yeah. I guess nobody told Neil that sax solos were way sexier. And then he goes, Black Coral has congas, mentions water, all good there. Ocean Girl, quote, will be drinking bananas from long, tall glasses in the open air. I think that line speaks for itself. It might be <laughs> Neil's worst lyric of his strongest decade. Stills ramps up with the sex it's, factor with that funky rhythm. It's not as bad as there's sharks over there. <laughs> from Stills. That shark that's over sh- there. That's right. I'm sorry. That shark that over there. That shark over there. Yeah. <laughs> who wrote that? Sorry. Who, who just wrote that? That was Hassock okay. on the uh, Neil Young subreddit on Reddit. We had some on Facebook too, right? There was Did a bunch of Facebook ones? stuff. I don't know if you guys want. Yeah, to you read can it. find the the Long May You Young page on Facebook and Luke. Uh, want to read the one where someone said it was our best episode? Who I can't it? find it, but because uh, <laughs> you made it up. No, someone really said that. <laughs> I swear, someone said our Long May You Young episode was our best episode. Um, here I'm looking it up right now. I do want. Oh, to did you? I posted the um, trailer for Mountaintop. Have you seen that? That looks wicked good. It's about no. the recording of Colorado. No, that oh, sounds really? amazing though. I oh my god, that. the trailer. Neil's like, you know, why even bother? You know, we're a goddamn rock and roll band. Why can't you make it louder? I mean, he's like yelling at the engine. Oh, you know what? <laughs> shit, guys, shit. What? We screwed up with the title of this podcast. Why? Uh, we had someone comment. Let's say it's long may you run. Oh yes, not young. We're yes. idiots. No, that's the Listen, best. Listen, this person named Vera. I won't say her last name. That's the best. Vera, though. thank you for reaching out to us and letting yes, us Vera. know. But I actually responded to her and I said, "We're pretty sure it's long may you young," and we've done pretty extensive research. Right. And then Mike, you wrote, "I thought it was long may you mung." Yeah, because <laughs> you love beans. I love beans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you also said that Stephen Stills would call it extra long, maybe right. young. <laughs> of course he would, because he'd want you to know it'll be extra long. But I, I thought it was uh, apropos to tell you that uh, I actually think that you were getting confused with our other podcast, mm-hmm. Long May You Chung, right? About uh, the catalog of Wang Chung, right? Which we do at a we record that on. Tuesdays. Yeah. But we don't post it. No, we don't. We don't want to be sellouts. We don't even record it. You don't you don't sell out like that when you when you're talking about the Chung. <laughs> when you're talking about the Chung. That's how I refer to Wang Chung. That's right. My, the Chung. And, I'm and cruising my, I'm cruising down, you know, to get my evening coconut down at the local <laughs> douche bar. Oh my god. And I'm cranking the Chung. 
so you know, stupid. I got my deck shoes on. People, we're about a half an hour in now, and people are like, get are to the really? goddamn I'm interview sorry. with Nils. Okay. All right, I'm sorry. Do you want to just hop to it? or Well, yeah. hold on. Let me oh, read no, What do you got, Russ? Just because we're co- trying to cover all grounds, let me read one thing from Instagram. I got a message. Uh, Alec, I'm probably going to butcher your last name. I apologize. Man, Manogian. Manogian. You definitely Good butchered that. M-A-N-O, whatever. I don't know what it is, he, but it's not that. He says, I bet you guys either have him on or get an interview before it's all over. I think he'd love it, Speaking, talking about Neil. <laughs> and I, I hope so. I said, I responded. I said, that would obviously be a dream come true, but I don't know about that. <laughs> I would hope he would, but you never know with mm. fucking Neil, man. Right. And he said, video interview with good old Neil produced by Daryl Hannah. Just wait and see. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, my God. That would be so and much then I, fun. And then I was like, on the Neil Young archives app with a question mark, and he was like, of course, subscribers only. <laughs> you know, if Daryl was like behind the camera on that, I would just be like, so, sorry, Neil, in Splash. <laughs> <laughs> did you know they put a fake ass on yeah, her did, or something? Was that they like... edited out her yeah, ass or yeah, something? I said, did that, was that your ass? No, when they put it, it on Disney Plus, they did a fake... They <laughs> like did some... I was, oh, really? They yeah, covered it up? because it went to Disney oh, Plus. My God. Like four or five years ago, I wrote a stupid little skit. They did like some stupid... Uh, they did like some bad oh, CG for her. They put a little like bathing suit on yeah. or kelp or something I didn't, like I haven't that. seen it, but I saw some oh, articles. That's lame. It. Like four or five years ago, I did a stupid little skit about a guy named Daryl Hannah and everyone's saying, oh, <laughs> like the actress. And he's like, no, no, no. Daryl is a guy's name. Right. Like, <laughs> it, it makes is. more sense for me. It is. <laughs> but that was the extent of the bit. Well, so then I didn't really Darryl go. Daryl Hammond. Brilliant. Yes. So Brilliant comedian. Famous titties. All right. We don't need to go through all of them. The rapist. That's therapist. We're gonna, though. (laughs) I just want to read this one from Twitter from Roger Scott. He says, uh, he tweeted back, Hey, listening to your Time Fades Away podcast, just heard you slam my town, Des Moines where I saw Young in, on that tour, one of my 30 shows. Anyway, love the podcast Who's, from Des Moines. Who slammed Des Moines? I, I probably don't know. Probably Shoe. Yeah, I, would, I probably... Why'd you shit on Des Moines? I, it's just, I don't know. I must have been like, like the first 70% city of I our listeners of. are from Des Moines. I just made that up. That's, that, makes, that means two of our listeners are from <laughs> Des Moines. Hey, don't demean Des Moines, okay? <laughs> hey, don't be Des Moines. I didn't take it seriously anyway because he spelled slam with an E on the end. Hey, friend of mine. Don't be Des Moines. <laughs> Don't be Des Moines. Don't be Des Moines. Des Moines Kirky. Kirky. Okay, this is so cool. All right, do we have anything else? Reviews? No, let's get to this interview with Nils Lofgren. All right, so Nils Lofgren's got a new album coming out. It's called Weathered. It's a live album. It's incredible. I've listened to it. It's really, it's amazing. It's His guitar playing, guitar playing is incredible. Singing. The band is amazing. Right, he's fantastic. So he was kind enough to come on with us and he tell us. He wrote some, some songs with Lou Reed, too. Oh, yeah, those are on there, too. Yeah, well, his, we his, didn't uh, get to in the blue, interview. Well, he did Blue with Lou last yeah. year. Right, that and that out. was the tour for that. <laughs> That he had um, written, yeah. But, but there um, are songs on Weathered, I think, that... Yeah, that yes. are from that. Yeah, were written. With. Um, so he was kind enough to come on with us and talk about his experiences with Neil and other experiences he's had with Amazing. friggin' legends oh left yeah. and right. Yeah. And, uh, we he didn't was even just, talk about, like, Chuck Berry and the oh my God. Uh, countless other people. I know, yeah, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis yeah. and all Amazing. that stuff. All the Simpsons. There might have to be a part two. The Simpsons, with. that's right. That's right, he was I on The Simpsons. I think he would come back on, Yeah, we'll see. We'll get we'll him see, back. We'll, Maybe we'll try to get well, him for Trans. Yeah, his next album is Trans, right? I think so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think Is that the next one he's kind of a, like, he was mostly He's definitely a part of it. He mentions it in a few interviews, but anyway, let's get away from those interviews and get to this interview <laughs> yeah 
All right, this is Nils Lofgren, and... Um, we're so honored. Yeah, we're very honored to have him on. Nils Lofgren, please. There's Nils. Nils, hi. It's uh, Mike Shu and Luke and Russ Condon from the Long May You Young podcast. We had an interview set up for four. Yeah, it's, uh, this is my landline. Is uh, you getting an okay sync signal? You sound loud and clear, that sir. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Good. And I'm sorry. Who? What are all the names I'm speaking to? Uh, my name is Mike. Michael Lou. Mike and uh, Luke. Luke, like Skywalker. And yep. and Russ, right. My, great. All right. And uh, let me turn this uh, music off here. What are you listening to, Nils? You know what? I'm listening to the Pretenders. I'm oh, yeah. shocked they got a new album out. Um, nice. I I I was uh, I kind of befriended them on their first U.S. tour and jammed with them a bit. Wow. Oh. And I've stayed close. Uh, through all the drama and the sadness and the funerals, we lost Jimmy and, and yeah. Pete. And uh, but you know they're still an amazing band. Christy's one of my favorite singers and writers. And uh, I bought an album, uh, a kind of a jazz torch album she made a number of months ago. That was really beautiful. Again, mm-hmm. featuring that great voice. And then I just noticed I pre-ordered it a couple weeks ago. It just popped up. There was a pre-order for a new Pretenders album. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I'm not even sure. I've been meaning to reach out and ask, where, did, where the heck do you find time to make an album during a pandemic? But it's great music, and it's always good to hear a, a great band that's been around that long. And uh, so that's what I was listening to. I'm actually signing some uh, CDs on my new album and getting ready to ship them out and uh, excited to have some a new live show out to share. But... Um, Long May You Young sounds great, right up my alley. <laughs> right, yeah, I know you know a, a little bit of something about Neil Young, and uh, you know we'll talk about. But we're, we're all we also want to talk about Weathered, which comes out on August twenty first, and um, which sounds amazing. But can I just say I think it's awesome that you buy albums. I know, like you must have some kind of connection where you could get this stuff for free, but you. You like pre-order yeah. stuff. You Especially, buy the albums, yeah, and I think that's new stuff. Too. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's fantastic that you're like still yeah, you know, supporting your friends. Sick to, sick to my soul. To, I, I just wouldn't. I, I, there's not enough booze or pills to get me to a point where I'd call a friend and say, "Hey, can you send me one of your records free?" <laughs> <laughs> not that I would, uh, you know, ever. That would never enter my mind. So. And, and, you know, Amy and I go to shows, of course, less than the pandemic, but, um, you know, we never ask for free tickets. It's uh, We like to support our, you know, fellow artists and musicians and people who go through the That's trouble awesome. of traveling to our town. In this case, it's, uh, you know, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tempe area, but a lot of good music coming through. But yeah, of course, I buy records and music. And that's one of the nice things about um, iTunes, even though, you know, the sound quality is not good if you you know, remember some tune from 55 years ago or some obscure thing and you're just dying yeah. to hear it, there's a good chance you can find it at least initially. And uh, that's a, one of the good things about technology, a lot of 
pros and cons. But anyway, yeah. happy to support my fellow musicians. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta say, Nils, um, just a quick shameless plug off the top here. Luke and I are brothers. I'm Russ speaking here, and we're in a band ourselves called Town Meeting, and we're heavily influenced by Neil, obviously, and you, you know, you and the horse, and with Bruce and everything. You're a heavy influence on us, <clears throat> but uh, we really appreciate that you even someone to your stature that goes out and supports, you know, live music in that way, that, that, especially in a time like this, that means the world to people like us who are, who have been struggling and, you know, we're not at that level, but we, you know, we do okay. And, and, uh, it's still, it, it, it's just really great and refreshing to hear that folks like you and even Neil do so much for, for people like us, like Luke and I in, in a, in a band who, who are still out there, still struggling and trying to make things happen in the w- in the best ways we can. It we it means a lot. Do you say something? Well, and and also as uh, someone who's in a band with not one but two of my brothers, <laughs> I I saw that you are in a band with your brother. Right. And I'm just wondering. We have our ups and downs, and for the most part, it's actually like very rewarding and refreshing. I'm wondering what your experience has been with playing with family. Well, you know, I've been lucky. I, I'm the oldest of four boys. I have had an incredible mom and dad and um, grew up in a really, you know, great household with a lot of love and common sense mm. and, you know, um, boundaries that were very practical and uh, we, we couldn't have had better parents. So all my brothers play. Tommy became professional and, of course, joined Grin at a very young age. But I've always gotten along great with my brothers. I mean, maybe when we were, you know, five and six, I was pushing them around, but they all quickly got a lot bigger than me. So that ended early. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, then you could do like a front flip and then kick him in the head or something, right? <laughs> yeah, no, be none of that. But Mike and Mark uh, taught themselves to play and sing great. They, they do music on their own. They write. And whenever we play uh, at the Birchmere in Alexandria, Virginia, or any DC shows, uh, they all four brothers are up singing together, which is great. Awesome. We got our mom down to, you know, probably a dozen shows and even my dad over the last 20, 30 years. And, um, you know, we lost my mom a year and a half ago, but just be, you know, not too long, not too, too early before that, we got her to a, a show to see us all and uh, acoustically. Awesome. And then going through with the band, we did a, my brother's, do a great version of the Hank Williams song, Mind Your Own Business. So that was yeah, a yeah. great one to pull out and get on the record. But yeah, I've been blessed to get along great with my brothers. We, we seem to be able to disagree with a lot of, you know, understanding and, and respect and dignity. And it's just been a, they're my best friends and I've been really blessed because I, of course, have a lot of friends that struggle more and more. And even when you throw in the band thing, that can bring in some uh, stuff that's separate from you know, sibling rivalry is just sometimes in a band. That's part of a good band is you're not afraid to throw out different opinions on the table and oh, yeah. take right. a look at them and figure out what's best for the whole. Yeah. We we could talk about that for, for hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's we'll talk, we'll talk about your, your brothers uh, on and what they're doing on weathered coming up here, but we want to do, if we could, since this is a, this podcast, what we are doing is we're going through, uh, Neil's uh, catalog, uh, album by album, in order of release, and we've done everything. Wow. 
up. Th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everybody yeah, says that. Why do the they do that? Response, like, Nils. <laughs> it's, it's, it's usually wow or what? What's wrong with you? Um, but we've gone up through. Got, Zuma was our. Oh, no. no. Yeah, Zuma. Zuma and, then and then we, we touched did, on we Stills did Young long, Band. We, yeah, we did this, the Long May You Run just briefly only because the podcast's name is sort of named after that. But, yeah, yeah, after the song. Right. But um, uh-huh. so that's what we do here at Long May You Young. And, you know, we've talked a lot about you and your contributions to, to Neil's music up until this point. So I, if we could just do a little fact check at first of some things we've yeah, said. Sure. So you met Neil when you were 17. The story is you, you, uh, you, you sn- I, I saw an interview where you, it was yeah. that you snuck backstage. Yeah, it, it was, um, it was at a point where my band grin was, uh, I'd left high school and we were looking for record deals playing all over DC and uh, we were about to go to L.A. looking for a record deal, and I had a habit of sneaking in and asking uh, musical professionals and heroes for advice because I knew nothing about the business. So Neil played a place called The Cellar Door, Washington, D.C., where I'd yep. snuck in many times and seen uh, Muddy Waters. And, wow, uh, seen Tim Harden, actually drove Tim around town. I love Tim It was Harden. an easy... Kind of a nondescript restroom up some stairs and around a bench. So I walked in on Neil and Crazy Horse, and basically I was just kind of not being best desperate, but saying, "Look, I'm, my band is struggling. We're trying to get something going, and just looking for some advice. We're headed out to LA in a few weeks." So anyway, Neil gave me a guitar, let me sing some songs. He said, "Sing another, sing another." And <laughs> next thing I know, he uh, got me a cheeseburger and a coke and a <laughs> table for. <clears throat> For two day, for the last couple of days of a stand, I saw four shows. Hung out in the afternoon with him at the hotel, and you know he said, "When you get to L.A., look me up." And uh, he called me from the road. Just wow. quite amazing, you know, Wild. to have him in my corner. And sure, true to his word, when I got to L.A., he um, you know hooked me up with his producer David Briggs. And the short story is, I after kicking around in some rental homes in Hollywood and Laurel Canyon. And, and uh, East Hollywood, I wound up uh, going out to David's and crashing on his floor in uh, Topanga as Grin made our way with David Briggs as our producer. And it was during that time frame, a year later when I was 18, uh, Neil and David asked me to work on the After the Gold Rush project. So, mm. you know, a lot of fast and furious great stuff thanks to, you know, Neil and uh, David Briggs. Um, one thing I wanted to fact check is that you went into the after the gold rush sessions thinking you were going to play guitar and Neil sprung on you that you were actually going to be playing the piano. I've heard different stories. Now I I've read up that you've already knew how to play the piano somewhat, but is that true? Were you ready? Like to, you just assumed you were going to play guitar and then ended up having to, having to play the keys. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, a bit more nuanced than that. Basically, um, David gave me a heads up that I might be hearing from Neil about a new project he was on, but when, um, but which, when they which called ended up me, being one of the best records of all time. <laughs> yeah, it is a great one. But when they called me, um, you know, I had no preconceived notions really, but, uh, I wasn't a piano player at the time. I mean, I'd mm. tinkle around and do some sessions, uh, on, on a grin record, but, uh, I really wasn't a piano player. I was an accordion player. And um, when Neil called, he, he mentioned playing guitar, playing piano, and singing. And, um, you know, at that point, I was just thrilled to be asked to participate. But, 
you know, when I got out to L.A., I, this was back, I was visiting my folks, and he called in my parents' house at Wilmette Court in Bethesda, Maryland. And uh, I was headed back to L.A. anyway, but I got together with Neil and David, and they said, you know, and I told them, I said, guys, you know, I'm not really a piano player, because I remember <laughs> they asked, said I'd be playing piano, and they both uh, had known me for over a year now. I saw them almost every day. I was living with David. And they knew my accordion history. I'd studied classical for 10 years and entered contests for a couple of years. And so they thought, look, we just need some simple parts. We like your sense of melody and rhythm. We think you can handle some simple piano parts. So at that point, I knew to be quiet and just say, thanks so much. I'll do my best instead of insisting they find a professional <laughs> piano player. Right. It worked out great. And you're, you're also 18 at this time, correct? Yeah, I was 17 when I met Neil and headed out uh, uh, somewhere in there short, shortly, out, you know, a few weeks after I met him at his shows. Uh, but when we did After the Gold Rush, I was 18. Yeah, it wow. was a, my first year with Grin you know, making our way with David as our producer, making demos, looking for record deal. And uh, it was it was quite an extraordinary chapter uh, to get to make that record with um, Ralphie, of course, from Crazy Horse, Ralphie Molina, and oh, yeah. the great Greg Reeves on bass. Um, me playing very simple on piano or acoustic guitar in a few numbers, and of course Neil oh. doing all the great color up top uh, with those great songs. One other thing I wanted to fact check with you, and that's about Greg Reeves, who um, everyone just describes as an amazing bass player, but uh, there's a story, I believe it was in uh, Jimmy McDonough's book, Shaky, where George Reeves showed up to the, one of the sessions completely painted gold. <laughs> oh, you mean Greg Reeves? Greg Reeves. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I can't confirm or deny that. I, I, I was so... Um, overwhelmed yeah. uh mostly playing piano i i literally um would practice day and night um john locke the piano player for spirit had a front porch uh screened in porch with an old upright and we literally put a sleeping bag on the porch it was i just would you know walk there from david's house and practice when i wasn't at the studio with neil i would just practice trying to stay up to speed wow. on these you know, new songs. So, you know, even if he did, I probably would have missed it because I was, you know, staring at Neil and listening to the group and figuring out, wow. what, you know, what to do on the piano. Yeah. So but, uh, I've heard that story before, but I can't confirm or deny it. <laughs> yeah, because you were actually focused on on making it sound good, huh? <laughs> but but Neil, well, yeah, on an instrument, on an instrument, I wasn't, you know, this is my first professional piano right. session, so I had my hands full there. I know you've actually been asked this question before because I saw a couple interviews, but I wanted to, I want to get back to the accordion. Um, but I do know that for me, after the gold rush is, is actually probably my top, if not, it's, it's tied, but, but after the gold rush is, is to me, one of the best albums of all time. And when we were going through all these albums together to do this podcast and we got to this one, I was very excited and was, was diving into learning more about you and, saw the whole accordion thing and I, and I want to get back to that but the thing I want to ask you about right now which I, I found amazing when I saw this was that you were responsible for one of the best songs off of that record 
which again is one of the best records of all time. And you added the the polka theme, the the polka timing change. You and Ralph, you and Ralphie, when you were just messing around. And uh, I wanted to ask you about that because that to me is one of the best parts of the song. That timing change. Yeah, I would think you and I are the only ones that would call it the polka part, but um, yeah, I think everyone else will, will refer to it as double time. <laughs> and I sorry, it, I didn't, I didn't mention this, I didn't mention the song, but it's Southern Man. I, I feel like <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's obvious. A, yeah, of course, <laughs> but, Southern Man. Yeah, you know, again, they would um, take lunch breaks or whatever, go up on the patio, and I would stay back by myself practicing the piano. And uh, one of these days, Ralphie. Ralphie was back there with me and um, we were doing Southern man in the halftime, you know, bump, bump. Right. Yeah. But we did the halftime. Yeah, yeah, we, I... we had a nice, nice jam for about a half an hour. And I got kind of, well, I just felt like I'd, I'd done all I could with the halftime format. So I got the idea from the old, you know, umpa, umpa right, right. accordion <laughs> days. And I double timed my left hand and Ralphie instantly felt it and went to a double time backbeat. Yeah, it's, ama- so it's amazing. It's amazing. I was blown away by that. And it, it was it was funny because we hold on one sec. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's good to hear Nils has the same thing going on. We do it. It's the it's the other guy. That's okay. No, you're totally fine. Yeah, me um, and Amy are here alone running our little ship in the middle of a pandemic and oh, yeah. we were a lot busier than we thought we'd be say hi to amy but, for um, us too <laughs> yeah so uh so we were really into a pretty hellacious jam with that double time feel it's like a motown beat or something and uh right up my alley from all those accordion years and neil and david came back from lunch with greg they're like you know what the heck is that because it was feeling good and said well that's Southern man with a polka beat and uh, you know, they (laughs) laughed and I meant it to get a laugh, but Neil did say, well, that feels great. Let's kick into that feel at the solo, break back down to halftime for the verse, last verse. And and then at the end, after a couple riffs, let's kick back into that double time, Ralphie, and we'll go out on that feel in the solo. And it was neat that, you know, my, what some people would refer to as square accordion, Lesson days led to a, a cool arrangement change on one of those classic songs of Neil's. Yeah, it's it's incredible, man. I as a drummer myself, I always picked up on that even when I was young, and, and it, it just was like, man, I really love that timing change. And it's so cool to learn that it's from from polka mm-hmm. and from your accord. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just such a you know polka groove. I played so many. I learned so many waltzes and polkas. Are, are, have you ever collaborated after, with? Have you ever collaborated with Weird Al Yankovic on any polka ideas? I have not, but he's a, he's certainly a good accordion player. Yeah. And he's quite hilarious when he's <laughs> when he's on. It's quite he he makes a lot of it, man. But I um I still play the accordion. Oh nice! Real- I love the instrument. It you know really served me well. And even when I um you know go out on the road recently on my last acoustic tour, I brought the accordion along and. Uh, yeah would play Flight of the Bumblebee. That's something oh, wow. I worked up the last few years. That was one of the pieces I had to learn for a contest. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it took me a long time to get it back. And, of course, there's no judges analyzing the <laughs> hell out of what I'm doing. You just have an audience that's, great, that's grateful you're trying to entertain them. But I, I love playing accordion, too, with Neil on 
Helpless. There was another great moment on the um, Tonight's the Night tour. Yeah. Where, uh, mm-hmm. you know, David, we brought along the little accordion, a little red accordion. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, I, I hadn't used it, but uh, one, one of those nights, because we were playing the Tonight's the Night album front to back, and people weren't familiar with it. We were in England. They wanted to hear all the hits. Great album. They almost saw it, you know, as blasphemy, some of them. And Neil was trying <laughs> to turn them on to something, you know, brand new with the Tonight Tonight project. And, you know, rarely, uh, you know, it would get so uh, adversarial that Neil would get a little upset about it. And, and one night he got particularly angry and uh, he sent the whole band off stage. <laughs> And, uh, wow. you know, I, I think he might have told the audience, look, we're trying to share something new for you. Yeah. Wish you'd give us a break. But anyway, he walked back out with an acoustic guitar. He, he wasn't happy about, you know, this kind of shutting our show down. And uh, he started playing Helpless. Wow. And it was wow. beautiful and it was what the audience wanted. And he was just going to give them a taste. Uh, after that, you know, he said, okay, do you mind if I, you know, try to turn you on to what I felt like? Is that all right? And uh, we right. went back, brought the band out. But during Helpless, David Briggs said, get your accordion. And I didn't even know, I didn't even think past that. I, I brought it over. And he said, put it on and get out there right away and start playing. Wow. And wow. I said, David, I can't walk out on Neil without being invited. He said, no, it'll be great. It'll be great. And we started getting into an <laughs> argument on the side of the stage. I, f- I feel like and, the accordion is one of the most under rated instruments mm. out there. Yeah, and then then it got to the point, and I still remember it vividly, because, you know, we, we smuggled in uh, some tequila gold and tie was kind of yeah. like the <laughs> headspace for the tour. And all of a sudden, I got to a point where David was so urgent and pushy about it, I realized that, you know, I'd rather walk out and, you know, surprise Neil than get into a fight with David on the side of the stage. So I threw the accordion on, <laughs> Walked out in the middle of Helpless and played along, and oh, wow. it was a beautiful moment. And, you know, we've done it many times at Bridge School Benefits and wow. uh, other times, too. I think we did it at the MTV Unplugged. And uh, I always love picking up the accordion, Hank to Hendrix, a lot of cool yeah. things, yes. touches where yeah. I get to do that, too. So thanks to the accordion, uh, it led to uh, a great opportunity to do my first uh, professional piano playing on After the Gold Rush. Right, which is, yeah, that's wild. And I'd be remiss, speaking of Helpless, to not bring up the band, because as a drummer-singer, Levon Helm is, is my idol, but... Uh, Garth Hudson, too, is to me one of the most underrated, most genius, incredible musicians of all time, also an accordion player. And I just didn't know if you had uh, any cool stories about Garth or Levon or the band, because Helpless is, is, to me, the best performance on um, The Last Waltz. And uh, Yeah, what an extraordinary film that is. And I, I was blessed to, uh, well, look, we were all in the you know, 60s, grew up with that incredible array of music, oh, yeah. uh, Renaissance. And of course the band was the top, the top of the list with a lot of greats. And, uh, I got to see them play on their first tour at Constitution wow. Hall in DC. Wow. I didn't know them at the time, Man. but, um, years later in 89, I got to be in a band with Levon for four Amazing. or five months. We did the first Ringo Starr. Yeah, All-Star yeah, the, band Rings, the Ringo. Yeah, that's right. The, the All Star band. And I got yeah. to play, you know, the Wake and Cripple Creek Ferry, and wow. we did a beautiful "Raining in My Heart" with Rick Danko singing. But Levon wow. and Rick were in wow, Ringo's nice. first All Star band, along with me and Joe Walsh, that's and awesome. Clarence Clemens, Jeez. and uh, just extraordinary band. Billy Billy Preston, Doctor John. 
Jim Keltner. And uh, sometimes we'd have three drummers with Levon, and sometimes yeah. he'd play oh, mandolin. Whatever he did, it was so soulful and effortless. Yeah. And uh, Levon was such a sweet guy, too. He was always, uh, I was so thrilled to be around, you know, a band of my heroes. And every night he'd have a party in his room. Didn't matter if nobody came. The door was open. He'd always call room service and say, give me two of everything. <laughs> and they, you know, oh, they didn't really understand. He said, no, I don't care. Just bring two of everything. <laughs> And I used to love after the show, you know, going back and howling oh, yeah. off, throwing on a dry shirt and go, going up to Levon's room and just hang out oh, my God. with this, you know, yeah. this beautiful singer, songwriter, player and get to be in a band for months with him. Yeah. It was he's, really he's one of my, my He's you know, my favorite. I really appreciate you telling me that, man. He, he That's awesome. Levon, and that, I've only ever heard those stories, just how soulful and how kind and, and uh, yeah, I'm a drummer singer, like I said, and so... He to me is is the top of the line. There's no one better. But I appreciate that story, Nils. Thank you. No, I I agree. It was just <laughs> extraordinary sometimes to turn around and just see you know Levon Helm, Jim Kelder, and Ringo Starr playing yeah. drums all Jeez. together. Amazing. And uh, it, it was I, I got to say you know with that cast of characters you know me Joe Walsh and hmm. Clarence and right. uh, Rick Danko. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Billy cool. Preston, Dr. John, and Levon. You can imagine, um, I remember still at uh, SIR, Studio Instrument Rentals, in L.A., where we, you know, threw the show together in about eight, nine days Jeez. in a whirlwind, that we'd do vocal rehearsals, and we'd all sit down on a couple couches in a <laughs> square, and me and Joe would have some guitars, oh. and we'd all sing. And to hear that group, that, that cast of characters singing, yeah. together with with you know outside of the band it was still one of the most stirring inspiring sounds i've ever I, heard I, it was I, really I, an honor to participate in that i literally have chills man right I, yeah. I, you are a blessed man <laughs> oh my god well nils let me let me uh this is a good way to segue into weathered the new uh, live album that's coming out august 21st and right uh recorded all over the country you have a great ringo story on weathered. Can we talk about that? I know you don't, I don't want it to be like a spoiler alert, but I just think it's a, it's such a great story about when uh, Ringo yeah, no, was that, visiting that, you. Yeah, that was, um, you know, that's a song that, uh, one of my favorites and Amy's Amy usually asked me to play that at the shows girl in motion. Mm. One of my better songs. Yeah. yeah it's a good and, song. um, it's it also, it's another, another sidebar to it. There was a song uh, called Walking Nerve. Yeah. That Ringo played this incredible shuffle beat on. Mm. Uh, Jim Keltner would expound on how, uh, unlike the most drummers do a train roll with two hands, Ringo had one arm just doing the backbeat, and all the internal shuffling was done with one hand, which Jim thought was really extraordinary and unusual. But it was just a pet groove he had that he just mm. nailed. And we used to play the the riff, my guitar riff, the the chords on uh, the tour we used to do it at the sound checks and you know Ringo and I got into a good groove with it way way before I even wrote the lyrics because uh, it was kind of a sound check riff we play and Billy Preston would play this great organ and sing the Beatles song uh, She's a Woman Wow. oh my god <laughs> my love don't give me presents and he'd yeah. sing that to the walking nerve music and Ringo would be playing that great shuffle beat so anyway fast forward to when Kevin McCormick and I are in the studio, Kevin's producing the Silver Lining album, got the song written, 
and Ringo came down and eventually the three of us live in a room, just look at facing each other, cut that track live. That's the live vocal and uh, kept it real earthy. No drum, no drum track, no click tracks, none of that. And uh, it was quite stirring for me and Kevin to sit there looking at Ringo playing drums on one of our tracks with us. And yeah. uh, it came out great. Wow. But yes. um, earlier while we were, you know, he came early in the day to hang out with us and we were tracking Girl in Motion. Uh, we were trying to get live vocals and it was just the three of us, kind of like I did my last Blue with Lou album with Kevin and Andy live in the studio. So good, but we were going for live vocals and we did a, uh, Kevin had this great harmonic riff that he wrote for the song, which really made it and really hard on his hand, but we kind of did a take live. I, I caught a good solo at the end, sang it pretty well, and it felt really special. And we literally played till, you know, Kevin's arm almost fell off because it was a difficult part. And we went in to listen and, you know, Ringo's sitting there and listening along with us and uh, the track goes by and uh, ends. It feels pretty good. And we're starting to look at each other and me and Kevin are thinking about, you know, what to add, harmonies, guitars, keyboards, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, the room's quiet and uh, Richie speaks up, Ringo speaks up, says, well, you guys are done. <laughs> and we looked at him and he, it was just like an announcement and um like what do you mean he said well that was beautiful you're not gonna screw it up by adding other sounds right you just leave it alone that that was beautiful don't mess yeah. it up <sighs> and kevin and i as producers who were inevitably gonna probably spend days experimenting with additions and uh we real really looked at each other and went well that's Ringo Starr from the Beatles, greatest body of recorded music in history. Amazing. Uh, I guess we're done. <laughs> Thanks, Ringo. Oh, and that's all awesome. of a sudden, that track was finished. So that oh, was very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And that, that's a great, great one to, you know, in, in the new album, Weather, we did it as in the studio, just a power trio going off and jamming. And, that you know, there's a lot of reckless interplay throughout the whole album, which I loved. To me, it, it it's almost the centerpiece of Weather because... It, it's just, and I, I don't want to uh, show any disrespect to like, you know, uh, any of the other musicians or Cindy Maisel or, or anything, but your guitar playing yeah, on that. Cindy Maisel. Cindy Maisel, that's it. I'm sorry. Um, but your no, guitar right. playing on that is definitely some of the finest I've heard in any of the recorded music I've heard from you. I agree. Yeah. It is yeah. really I appreciate it. Yeah, you unbelievable. Know, I, we, we weren't going to record. I, I was, I hadn't played with a live band. Um, a full band of my own. I'd been on the road, of course, with Neil and Crazy Horse and the E Street Band, done a lot of acoustic shows. Um, but the first time I went out in over 15 years with a full band, uh, the idea came up. Um, Matt Bittman, the sound man, said, you know, going to record this. I said, no, I just want to play. I don't want to be worried about making a record. I just want to go out, go town to town on a bus with a great yeah, band. Yeah. And near the end of rehearsals at our home, you know, Amy and I moved everyone on our property. We rehearsed in the garage studio, really became a family. And, you know, it was really Amy who said, look, Mills, you've got to record this band because she was aware of all my history from my brother to Andy to Kevin to Cindy. Cindy and Amy and I got to be really good friends on the uh, Wrecking Ball tour okay. and mm -hmm. uh, with Bruce. And actually, Amy and I would go see the Seeger sessions a couple times in Europe when I was on the road with my acoustic shows. Amy went off from, from our tour. She, she designs all our merch and sells it in England. 
when we were on the mm. road and she went yeah. off one night to see Bruce and the band. And then one night I got to see him too. But, um, so we, we had a long history with Cindy and it was, uh, you know, thank gosh, Amy insisted we recorded just in case. And because yeah. I really wasn't planning on having a live record, I forgot about it. Matt, our sound man got some good equipment and we recorded the shows and I just got into the space I had intended, which was just be free jam, have a ball with some dear friends and, you know, let it be reckless and fun and loose. And so I wasn't thinking about recording and it wasn't until way after we were done, Matt sent me some rough mixes. I still didn't think there'd be a record there, but once I started listening, I realized, look, there's some different vibe, some special feel going on with this cast of characters. And I think we ought to share it. It's well, a, yeah, it's yeah a, I'm the glad the you did. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. And, and to me, you're, you're one of the, most underrated best guitarists of all time and people wouldn't even know that you know when they hear a lot of tonight's the night they're hearing nils lofgren on on guitar there it, on speaking out is some of the best guitar i love that and neil kind of said the same thing to you that ringo did i heard on that one where he was just like yep that's it yeah <laughs> just, yeah. yeah no we we um that was even a a more extreme record when we got together you know we call it our wake album because all of a sudden all our friends were dying yeah, you know, Danny Witten, yeah. all our heroes like Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, right, right. all these people were, and uh, it was a very dark record, but it was kind of cathartic, and we all call it the Wake album, mm. and uh, we we actually got together at SIR in, in uh, East Hollywood and played pool, you know, sip tequila, and just commiserated till about midnight, and it wasn't until late at night we get together and start doing these mini sets of songs. We really didn't even learn too well. Neil... And David came to us and said, look, we're going to do an all live record. I don't want people to even learn the songs too well. I want you singing, singing harmony and playing live at the same wow. time. I want everyone deep down in it because the second David Briggs would coach us, he said, look, stay deep in it because the second Neil gets a vo vocal that feels right, we're completely done. There's uh, not a single note that will be redone, wow. <laughs> no matter how bad it is. <laughs> so stay down in it. So that was the theme of the whole record, Amazing. is to trust each other. We'd go to one end and sit around couches, and Neil would show us, you know, two, three, four songs. And then we'd go up and play them as a little set. Wow. And we wouldn't even, you know, he said, I don't even want you learning the songs too well as to where, oh, this is my riff in the verse, and this is my riff in the chorus. And that's why you'll hear us all bobbing and weaving and, you know, me mostly on piano, then a lot more electric guitar than uh, I played on After the Gold Rush, which I played some acoustic, no electric. And um, we really let it hang out and went for some raw performances. And, and between that being the theme of the record and all of us brought in this, you know, rage and angst and sadness mm -hmm. about all our friends and heroes dying that kept us in that space and we came up with something really special and it was cathartic too. It was a, it was kind of a healing, you know, wake record as we call it. That was also a very unusual, brilliant chapter for Neil. It, it's one of my, in my top five of Neil albums and it's just, yeah. yeah I and, mean, it's hard to look. I mean, when we, we went back these last, uh, seven shows last couple of years before we made the album Colorado. Uh, we started doing, uh, you know, uh, we did only love can break your heart. Yeah. Started doing some songs from, um, the tonight's Tonight album and, and after the gold rush. 
and uh, World on a String, another fabulous one. And mm. it was really neat because um, on Tonight Tonight, of course, Billy was there on bass with Ralphie and me and Neil. And, of course, we really miss Ben Keith. But yeah, you know, just to have a band where four, five, four out of the five of us are even around anymore. Is I, 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 I was going to say, I, I, Ben Keith is, is mm. one of my favorites. As we've been oh, doing yeah. this podcast, yeah. he's I, our hero. I can't stop <laughs> raving about Ben Keith. I yeah. have no bad words about him. He's, he is. No, ben, Ben's a monster and a great soul. And he uh, was another guy on the uh, trans tour. Oh, yeah, yeah, great singer. And I got to sing his part on. Um, uh, uh, you know you lose, you know yeah. you lose. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I got to do Ben's part on that. And he was uh, one of my heroes being on the trans tour with Ben. He was another guy like Levon. After the show, I'd always go to Ben's room and have a drink and talk and just, you know, oh, man. just be grateful to be alive and be on the road with a great band and mm-hmm. kind of reminisce in the show, talk about what, you know, what's coming down the road. And just, he was he was a gentle soul and a, and a fabulous soulful player and singer to be on the road yeah, with absolutely N- nils can i bring up uh keith don't go it's one of my favorite sure. tunes that you do um it uh on your live album the live acoustic one in my opinion it's some of the best acoustic guitar playing i've ever heard recorded um and sp- oh, thank you oh, no no problem man it's it's the truth and just speaking of people like danny witten and people who have passed do you think that song is solely responsible for keeping Keith Richards alive? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't even know if Keith ever heard the song. Oh man, he but, must. Have. Uh, I know. He, I know. No, he knows. I wrote one about him, but I'm not even sure he's ever heard it. Uh, I, I have met him on the, the Stones tours. He's been very friendly. And in fact, one one great night in L.A. way back in the, I think the early '90s, he he, he saw me playing ping pong with. Uh, Branford Marsalis, I think it was. Oh, wow. He yelled at a photographer to come and came over, gave me a hug, and tell the photographer to take a picture. And he had to go do an interview. And he was just so sweet. And he, and he, he walked away and pointed at me, and, and the photographer said, make sure he gets a copy of that. And the photographer came up and got my information, sent me this great shot of me and Keith. But, you know, there's no other – I mean, look, Jimi Hendrix, Keith Richards is probably yeah. the – Biggest influences guitar wise. You mentioned George Jimmy Harrison. Yeah, I mean all, all those guys, and mm-hmm. uh, you know Jimmy, Jimmy and Clapton, uh, Jeff Beck, Roy Buchanan, Albert King, BB King. JJ kind of the soup I yeah. took my stuff from, and then for the rhythm stuff, you got you know George Harrison, Pete Townsend, Keith oh, Richards, all that two three note, yeah, almost right. thematic playing. You know, it wasn't always just soloing. But when they played, they would like create themes and like write songs with their playing, right. guitar playing. So yeah. I was you, blessed to come up in that that era and get to see all those people. You definitely, play. you've definitely carried that torch very, very well. It, it's it's amazing. And and this might be strange, Nils, but I want to read you a quote that of yours that I heard in an interview because we want to be respectful of your time here. And um, but I just want to read this quote that I that you had given someone in an interview. You said. It was they were you got he was kind of asking you about playing with all these famous people and you having your shot and everything and you had said uh, quote sex drugs rock and roll and death that never had a big appeal to me I didn't really want to be famous I always saw it as a like a very serious venture as making a living playing music as a musician end quote and I can't tell you how much I and my brother 
and yeah. the music we make, that quote means so much because in this business, and again, we're not anywhere near where you've gotten, but you, you, you come across that a lot of people who want to be famous and people who just end up happening to be famous. You think about Neil and that quote of yours there, it, it really sums, I think this whole new record of yours up too, as far as just being a lifelong musician and only really caring about the music. And, and I really feel like that shines through in this record of yours. And I, I just thank you so much for, for, yeah. for all your stories and for the music that you've given to us throughout the years. It, and I know the, the main public might not know you as well as Neil and Bruce or whatever, but the people that do know you, we really appreciate you. And even if the main public doesn't know your name, they, they can hear you and, and you're very much appreciated and, and loved. Oh man. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I always, uh, again, being a classical accordion player and, finding this whole improv blues way of life thanks to all those players and the explosion of music which it was really through the Beatles and Stones I discovered Saxville, Motown even the British Invasion counterpart in the States it was right. all through the Beatles Absolutely. and uh, I always looked at it you know when I finally started I never in the mid 60s I was playing teen clubs doing top 40 which was great music back then and it didn't occur to us to be a professional musician. And it wasn't until, I mean, I kind of got off the classical accordion and turned on to rock and roll through the Beatles and Stones, bless them, and um, mm. quickly discovered all of it. But it was really the night I went to see uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, we went to see uh, the original Who, wow. That uh, and the opening acts were Herman's Hermits and the Blues Magoos. Wow, wow. Uh, Herman's Hermits were amazing. Yeah, the Blues yeah. Magoos had the first five blinking suits in the history of rock and roll <laughs> on stage, right. wow. which was hilarious. Yeah. But the Who was extraordinary, and then we all ran over to see Jimi Hendrix experience Late Show, and Pete Townsend was in the audience. And it was that night after seeing Jimmy and the Who, I walked out of there possessed with the idea that I, at 16, that I think I need to try to be a rock musician. It mm. never occurred <laughs> to anybody, and none of us kids playing teen clubs ever thought like that in the mid-60s. Um, we idolized these guys, but we certainly didn't think we could do it. But the, the possession never left me. And fast forward a year later at 17, I left uh, my senior year about three weeks in, went up to Greenwich Village and started knocking on doors, began my career as a rock musician. Incredible. And, you know, before you know it, I happened to walk in on Neil and, you know, a year later, my band is making our way with David Briggs and I'm doing After the Gold Rush and I got oh, some very, very awesome. lucky breaks. And I do love to be in bands, you know, I'm yeah, a real band yeah, totally. person. I thrive in that, thrive Same, in front of an yeah. audience with a great band. So taking this uh, electric band, Weathered Out, with all these cast of friends and, you know, I love doing acoustic shows and I've gotten really into it. But, you know, you're constantly on. I mean, you're always right, right. playing. You're always the center of attention. And many, many times, I mean, you'll hear me like sometimes and give the riff will just go on and on because I'm just sitting there looking around and sometimes in too many miles, there's no I'm not even playing. I'm just sitting there clapping my hands going, <laughs> wow, I don't have to play. I don't have oh, to man. sing. Awesome. I got I'm inside this great band and I really soaked it up and enjoyed it. And, yeah. and that's that's why I think it was important to share. Nils, has, has the pandemic affected you at all as far as live shows, as far as this album being released? Well, you know, we we decided to 
not rush it and felt like now is a good time to share it because it's there's no end in sight. We originally right, right. thought, look, I, I was getting greedy because I was looking at maybe the best year and a half touring of my life. Uh, Neil wanted to take Crazy Horse out. He, he was able to book a show like within a month and a half. We had two and a half months of work starting April 29th in Chicago. We oh, were going to go out and play. And I just, you know, after the seven shows we did, I was chomping at the bit to get back out with Neil and Crazy Horse with a record, <laughs> Colorado, we recorded under our belt. So pretty good, much yeah. live in the studio like everything else. And then I was going to maybe do a run at the end of the year with the Weathered Band. And, um, you know, we were all hoping and pretty optimistic next year Bruce would take E Street out. And it looked like I had this magical year and a half of off and on work that, you know, was really be, it's always great for my soul and it's good to work. And, um, it all went away, you know, cause of COVID. And now Amy and I, we're, we're surprised how busy we are because people mm. that would come and help here and there can't come. And we're doing a lot on our own. We got mm. two elder dogs and, uh, we're hunkered in, man. It's we're in for the long haul. We got a yeah. a bad situation. Our go- government's handling it terribly, and oh, yeah. uh, so all that stuff. I mean, my my hope and dream is to stay healthy and one day get to do all that again mm. with all those cast of characters. Hopefully, we'll see you. But, uh, that's not today. So I, yeah. you know, felt like it'd be really even more important to share something live with that kind of vibe mm. and energy since yeah. none of us are out there able to do it oh, yeah. safely. So before we let you go, Nils, since you brought up the E Street Band, I've been reading that you, you mentioned that Bruce and, and the band have been working on some new stuff. Um, so say they get a vaccine and everybody gets inoculated and, and the COVID thing ceases to be a danger and Neil and Bruce call you at the same time. <laughs> Who do you go out with? <laughs> what a what a diabolical nightmare of a question. <laughs> that was mean, I know. What a mean We're really not that mean, Nils. That's just Mike Shoe. I'm just I mean, <laughs> you, know, you know what? I'm I'm yeah. gonna save you from yourself. <laughs> And not try to <laughs> delve into such a cruel question. <laughs> I just told you that I had a year and a half of work with Crazy Horse, the E Street Band, and the Weather Band. Yeah. If that wasn't heartbreaking enough, right, and right. then you come at me with that. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was very curious. <laughs> I, I know. I know. No, look, it, it's an obvious question, but that's a train wreck. I hope I never. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, Nils, I know we're uh, we're winding down on time here, but I did. I have been listening to. Nils sings Neil a bunch since we started this podcast and I just I wanted to say some of your versions of Neil's songs are some of my favorite versions your version A Winter Long and uh, especially World on a String just yeah. blow me away and I wanted to know do you have a favorite song of Neil's to cover if you if you had to pick one you know there's so many of them um, there's some on that record that really you know the thing was uh I didn't know if it would work. I really didn't think it would be a good idea when someone uh, suggested it. But out of respect to the songs, I picked about 30 of them. And I woke up for about three or four weeks. Early in the morning, I get up, I put on a pot of coffee, and I go into the living room and I just sing the list. I just sing them down to my dogs. I had four dogs come join me, keep me company. And, you know, for a few weeks, they all just felt like decent karaoke. (laughs) <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they some of them started feeling like, you know, something else was going on right. that was special. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, too, 
there's you'll hear a great song in this case by Neil, and you might not understand the lyric. Mm. And I wanted to do a aim. Will you talk to Dave? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Nils. <laughs> oh, you got to push it. Call him back. Um, and so I wanted to share them in, in that, you know, even stiller form than acoustically live with an audience in the mm. hum of a room. Just very live performances. Uh, I took my time, very, you know, isolated, just delving into these beautiful songs. And I'm glad you enjoy it. I, there's just too many to yeah. Yeah. Uh, count. But, you know, obviously if someone you know, said, Hey, here's a guitar, go out and sing a Neil Young song and, and sends me out in front of, you know, a crowd of people. I probably sing long may you run. Oh, nice. all right. Well, right. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's, <laughs> That's it's, our it's, podcast. It's got a, got a groove. It's just such a, a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. You know, about, it's such a you know, love, love and friendship and, and, you know, sustaining it through, through a lifetime and beyond. I mean, maybe I'll send you the chords and lyrics to our theme song. You're right. Yeah. You can cover that for us. <laughs> yeah, we, we really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of stuff I wanted yeah, to ask, no, but we, we didn't. I wanted to ask because you had Martin Sexton on one of your albums, and I love him. And then you have, I'm a big hat guy, and you have the best hats. I love your hats. <laughs> so I was Yeah, gonna, you know, Amy, <laughs> I, Amy finds me all these fabulous oh, hats. I got to get that just, connection. It's, yeah, yeah I, she's, I have she's the one it. who kind of finds finds good clothes and hats for me. You and Martin, great style. You know, I still. Oh, a quick story about Martin. I was in uh, D.C. visiting my family. Uh, this is a long time ago. And uh, me and my brother Mark went down to, and his wife Kate went down to see Ricky Lee Jones oh, at nice. the Birchmere. And, and huge, huge Ricky Lee fan. So, you know, we're kind of making our way to our seats as uh, Martin, the opening act, comes out. And as soon yeah. as we sit down, Martin starts, you know, singing and i just was floored oh, how yeah, beautiful and blown so away. it was yeah same and yeah. as soon as he as soon as he uh, walked off stage i i followed him back into the dressing room <laughs> which i've had some experience doing <laughs> and uh, we've been <laughs> we've been friends ever since i uh, jammed right. with him a couple of times when he played through phoenix but martin's one of the all-time greats and glad he's still out doing his thing i pray that we all get a chance to you know obviously it would require a, a, a massive change in government, people that are, you know, intelligent and smart yeah, and soulful right. and do do the right thing, shut this thing down, get a handle on it while we're looking for a cure. And I hope that starts happening so it's not hopefully too long. They'll, hopefully they'll start, they'll start playing Neil's new version of Looking for a Leader then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, look, we all are dying to get out and play and sing for people. That's yeah. the lifeblood for all of us. And we all know we got to stay alive to get to that point. Yeah. All right. Well, Nils, thank you so much for taking the time. The uh, The new album, Weathered, it is live. It is amazing. Uh, it comes out on August 21st. Uh, Pre-order it, buy the vinyl. Just Nils, are you going to buy a copy of your, your, your own album? Do you do that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I order it just to make sure it's true. Right. Excellent. And, uh, it, we've got some signed copies at Backstreets.com. I'm signing up. We're going to have it available on my website, NilsLoughran.com. And uh, I'll stay in touch with everybody on it. And, you know, it's the closest thing I can to sharing what I do live. And uh, it's been over 15 years with the band. So I hope people check it out and appreciate it. And uh, I, I really enjoyed talking with you guys. We really appreciate you taking the time, Nils. I still have chills from all those stories. Yeah. And just you're an incredible person, man. And, and thank you for blessing us with yeah, your thanks soul very much, man. and your music. Yeah, look, I'm glad you guys play. You, you It makes you... Uh, 
a lot more knowledgeable and you can tell by your questions, but you know, uh, I really enjoy it. Mike, Luke, Russ, I wish you the best with your bands and, uh, maybe we can do a chapter two someday. Absolutely. That would be great. Anytime. Maybe else. when we get to trans, we'll call you up again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got the stories. Yeah. Awesome. We, we got to go record our episode on decade now, Nils. So yeah. wish us luck. All right. Do it, man. It's good to talk to you all. You all right. Too, Nils. Thanks a lot, Nils. Much love, man. Yeah. Thanks so much. Were you guys hard that whole time? I'm yeah. just, I'm just, I was just sitting on the couch with Joe Walsh and Ringo Starr and Levon. I know, dude. Russ. How when nuts was the Levon story? When he talked about Levon, I was like, wow. Oh my god. Well, good, I mean, good job I, bringing I, up Garth. Yeah, because yeah. I had read, you know, I read This Wheel's on Fire. Did you ever read This Wheel's on Fire? And and that's an there, excellent read. Th- by yeah, the way. oh, so yeah. good. And there's a little bit of that in there. But like that whole like I'll take two of everything. I'll take uh, two of everything. That's yeah. gonna be my. That's my instead of a Neil tattoo. I'm You're getting. I'll get take two of everything. No, you know what you do with you, Levon's face. You get eat yeah. a peach uh, with I'll Neil on one arm, and you get I'll take two of everything with, with Levon, Levon yeah. on the other. I'll That's get, actually a good idea. I'll get yeah, Levon's barn on my back. Dude, oh, dude, I would love. that. I would get eat a peach in a heartbeat. But yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, Great stories. People are just gonna think Almond Brothers. Though. That's true. Yeah. So, but which is fine. Great album. But anyway, yeah, yeah. that interview with Nils, man, where I feel so that was awesome. Blessed. Yeah. It's like just to hear that, pers- like you said, shoot that perspective, that firsthand, firsthand. It's like when he was right. telling those stories, I I got the chills. Just fi- like this guy was really there. He was yeah. actually fucking. He there. was he was there for after the gold rush. Yeah, right. He was you there know? watching as Neil recorded after the gold rush. Right. Which I actually wanted to bring up, and I've brought up in uh, probably the after the gold rush episode. But uh, Neil never told me what the song was about. This is Nils Lofgren. This is a quote from him. I'd love to bend his ear about it. It's like, it's like it's all our own fantasies as we hear the words. But look, man, I was standing there in the control room, looking through the glass, right. watching <laughs> him play that thing on the old upright piano, and it's still on in, the road with him. We took episode. it on the trans tour, yeah. and I got to play it a lot, and at some of the bridge school benefits too. It's a very historic yeah. piano, oh, and I just love too that Southern man story about. Right, him putting adding polka the, the in polka there, beat yeah. and making that time change from the halftime to the. It's so, it's so cool. Way to nail the Weird Al question, Luke. Seriously, man. Really, Weird Al is is he's a the man's a viper when it comes to playing the polka. We should get on the accordion. We should get Weird Al on this podcast. Okay, listen, listen. Why the hell Has he ever done a Neil Young? Has he ever probably? I don't know. I don't know if Neil this. would guess Listen, that. We're going to get Neil Young in this podcast, or else I'm going to kill or Weird Al. Live Seal. <laughs> or Weird Al. I'd rather have Weird Al. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine that if I was like, I'd rather have Weird Wait, Al. Wait, did I not say Weird no, Al? You, you said, said Neil Young. You said Neil Young. But you oh, said it I with meant, such authority. Yeah, I, was like, I meant wow. Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. Holy jeez. <laughs> Listen, I've had a couple glasses of bubbly here. I'm still high from this interview, man. Yeah. Well, thanks to Nils Lofgren. The new album, Weathered, comes out August 21st. Double album. Yeah, absolutely. Well worth your time. But actually buy it. Buy it on I'm going to buy it. Even he's going to buy it. You can pre-order it now at NilsLofgren.com. If you search Nils Lofgren Weathered, you'll find the link for it. And how about that Pretenders? Oh, my God. That was cool, too. I thought that because he's Nils Lofgren. You know know he knows people. He could probably call their management and say, hey, I hear the Pretenders have a new album. Can you just send me, like, email me a copy or whatever? Oh, actually, he's, he's like Neil. He right. doesn't think that the MP3 is is of yeah he's of the quality. same he's of the right. same yeah but just I went out and I I went and I pre-ordered it I bought the album yeah I yeah. mean that's, that's awesome. so cool 
That's like I, totally I keeping to, it real. I kind of wanted to bring up the Neil Young Archives app to you know and ask him about that a little bit too, as far as we'll the, qual- do, the quality. But yeah, we'll have to do it but, on the I next. I mean, I also next time we, we talked to him. There was so much that we didn't even we didn't even talk about him being a fucking gymnast and everything. Oh know? yeah. Well, you brought that up a little bit. Uh, kind of you mentioned him flipping, yeah. but it was fun he, flips. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was great though. Thanks to Nils. But can we? I mean, we don't. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it because it's basically a greatest hits album. But can we talk about decade a little? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's this... cool because the first few we, we you, this is our first chance of diving into some Buffalo Springfield stuff, right? Exactly, yeah. and, and a yep. little bit of CSN, mm-hmm. which we may hit la- later down the road. We may go back and touch on I some Buffalo Springfield. I think we should. We should. Go, we so. should go. At, uh, maybe we'll throw in episodes in between to do like just to break stuff up. We'll do some. You know CSN what? I'll, I'll uh, or some Buffalo Springfield. I'll send an email and I'll get stills on. Hell yeah. <laughs> Doesn't hurt to ask. You're gonna please. have to, right? I, I sent to, an email and it's like, yeah, sure. Nils just will talk hope to that you he guys. doesn't listen to the Stills Young. <laughs> the problem is, if we interviewed him, it's gonna take all night. I know that's true. I don't know. Can we? Please, we're never gonna get away from this. Part. It's rather, gonna be extra long. <laughs> yeah, but who do? You, and we're gonna be two hours okay, and forty-eight who, minutes in. To we're choose, gonna see Jesus. I'm gonna do what you did to Nils. If you had to choose, <laughs> if both Weird Al and Stills got back to you, it's Weird Al, oh, no brainer. Yeah, come on. It's Weird Al. Seriously, Weird Al. It's, it's Come on. We, it's Weird Al. It's weird. Easily. weird Al. It's Weird Al. Weird Al fucking rules. Weird Al probably sold more albums than Steven yeah. Weird Al's oh, been in solo. Oh, yeah. Hasn't, isn't, doesn't <laughs> so, he hold the record? Like, it's him, Michael Jackson, and Madonna who have had uh, top 10 albums in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and yeah, the 2010s. Yeah, Weird Al's been killing it since, like, late 70s. If you don't yeah, like Weird 70s. Al, if you yeah. don't like Weird Since, Al, uh, my Bologna. If you don't like Weird yeah. Al, unsubscribe. Yeah. I don't care. I don't want you listening to this podcast is... if you don't like Weird Al. And he's still I'll, like, I'll fucking that's take right. the hit. Way to go, Luke. Way to he's stand still up, like man. young at heart. Shout out to when he was doing the Comedy Bang he's Bang just doing show. Comedy, he's doing yeah. Comedy Bang Bang. He's fucking, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. UHF, top five comedies of all okay. time. All right, let's talk about Decade. Let's talk about Decade. And once again, we're so blessed and honored and big, huge thank you to Nils Lofgren and please go buy Weather. So, yeah, I'm still, like you said, Luke, I'm still pretty jittery. I'm still jittery, yeah. It felt so cool. So Decade, like I said before the interview, first Neil album I ever listened to. We don't need to get too into it. Obviously, go listen to Decade. It's just kind of, it's it's either, is it all his, his top is it's is it his singles from no, I don't no, or is it just he, the songs he, he liked just, the he, most he, like, he's chose. the one that yeah he hand picked it he right. curated he had, it he had a lot to do with this where record companies are the ones that usually handle a greatest right. hits package neil had but a lot classic, to do with in this in classic fucking neil man right. fnm style he was like nah right. i'm doing it no no i'm doing it the way my I, name's yeah. on it i'm taking yeah. care of it and i think he yeah. did a pretty damn I think good he job did a good job yeah. Um, the only thing that was interesting to me, and I get, I get maybe why he didn't, but he, there's nothing from Time Fades Away on Decade. Right. Which, well, you know, at that time, I don't like. He didn't want that album to even. I know. He be didn't. out. Right. Yeah, but there is stuff from some of the albums that also that he didn't want to be out. You know. So there's right. like stuff from Homegrown and. So uh, this was the question. My original question I had when I knew we were going to talk about Decade. If you could add songs and take away songs from decade oh jesus what would you add i don't know man there's too much and what would you take away but is there anything that comes to you, you don't have to think of all of it but is there anything that comes to your mind right away well i mean i would put on don't let it bring you down because that's that's not my, on there no it's mm. one of my oh, favorite right. songs yeah, not no, on there. that's crazy that's yeah. a definite ad for me yeah because it's to me it's like top three neil songs so i the two that I had off the top of my head was Don't Be Denied, I think should definitely be on there. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Definitely. And Absolutely. Don't Cry No Tears, I think is uh, it's worthy enough of being mm. on Decade. 
Is Stupid Girl on here? No, it's no, not. It's not. See, that's Nothing, the one I take from Zuma. The only thing from Zuma is Cortez. 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 Yeah. See, the Barstool Blues belongs I would put, on I, here. I would put Barstool. Yeah. I would put Barstool. I love that song. I mean, ever yeah. since we did that yeah. episode, too, this is the renewal of my love for that, that song. That song, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just constantly yeah. in my head now. Well, that's the thing from On the Beach, too. Like... He's got all those. Not enough. Not enough on the beach. That's my complaint. I mean, but again, it's that's a, such a yeah. tough one because he, of the vibe. He but, does. He has good ones. But from But walk the beach. on and for the turnstiles are great songs. Yeah, those yeah. are the two from on the beach, which are are, are great choices. Totally, I'm not going to complain about that. Although I would have put the title track on there. Same. And it's not. You know, I don't know if he was going for like a greatest hits thing. If you I don't say think there he were any was. Hits. I don't yeah. think he was. But I, I would put the title track on, on there. He does put on "Old Man" and "Heart of Gold." Right. So that kind of makes me feel like. Well, Maybe he, that was his thing, saying, "Well, at least I'll get these people to him a, come." He's throwing and, them a bone, yeah. Right, yeah. Those are probably the what, obviously, the two most popular oh, yeah. songs off Harvest. Oh, so. for sure, and yeah. of his, you know, you got to put some bait on the popularity. Hook. I mean, right, yeah. Fr- from Harvest, he has four songs. Yeah, he has "Heart of Gold," "Harvest," "A Man Needs a Maid," and "Old Man." Yeah, and honestly, if I were to cut, if I had to cut a song off this album, I'd cut "Harvest" because I just see, feel I'd, like it's I'd not cut his "A Man Needs song. a Maid." I think I would cut both of those, to be honest. Mm. No, I'd leave Harvest. I love that song. I'd cut it. It reminds me too much of the filling his cup with the promise of a man. What if um? See, I would I would put on Alabama or Needle in the Damage. I would no. put on Alabama and yeah. Needle that surprised me done. that that wasn't on yeah. there. Well, isn't Needle on there? Oh, you're right. Needle's on there. Okay, yeah. But Needle. Alabama should be on here. Alabama but, should be on there. You're right. Needle's on there, but it's it's way later. Southern Man is on here. Um, I would put. I'm on, glad he put "Tired Eyes" on there. Me that's, too, man. That's in my top when three it came from up, tonight's when tonight. When I was listening, I was like, "Fuck, Luke, I love this song." Yeah, it's, and I it's, sing it's, along to it. I'm, I just, I loved singing along to that. And it's such an eerie, you know, it's so spooky good. tune. I, I would I love cut, it if I if it, it's not in my top. Obviously, it was my, one of my least favorite songs when we did that record. It, again, I would cut that one no. in response and put something else on there. <laughs> I love tired eyes, man. It's a good listen. You and I love tired. Yeah, eyes. it's it's just it's it's like it's one of those songs. Like I always every, say this, yeah. like I get lost in it. Me too. Every you time know? it comes, ar- every time it comes around to the please yeah, take but, my advice, and then the yeah, boom, please advice. take my advice. But I'm always on, singing in the car, I'm like, yeah. oh, right. It's like a gospel. But what I'm yeah, saying is, it. on the it's record, so worth the wait. On you know the know record, I mean? tonight's the night. There are several I would put on decade um, okay, ahead of I, that song. Uh, sure, but uh, tonight's on, the night is on there, and I don't know. I think that's, is that the only one from tonight's the night that's on there? It's, no, t- no. It's tired tonight's eyes. the night and tired, and tired eyes. eyes. Yeah, you wouldn't put on like "Look Out, Joe" or the one no. that Danny sang, or um, that surprises me that there's that. No, because downtown. I think it's... Come yeah. on, baby, let's think, go downtown. Th- no, because I think Neil wanted all the songs to be his songs. Right, okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. I understand that. Song. Yeah. Honestly, and you guys it's will hate me for It's celebrating Neil. It's celebrating... Well, not... I don't know. It's Neil... A decade of Neil. Right. I would... You know? so, these are all his songs. I would I get take that, off, like, he loves Danny, but I don't right. think it would be as... I would take off Tonight's the Night, and I would put on... I wouldn't take off Tonight's the Night. I would put on... Al- you guys are going to make fun of me. I'd put on Albuquerque... And I'm not new mama, make fun of you. I love those songs. Oh, new mama, really? I put on new mama, huh? Because it's interesting choice. It's it's very CSNY. Yeah, but that's why I wouldn't put it on because he even when he does CSN and and Buffalo Springfield, the songs that he chooses are Neil. Yeah, but they're also so, like, to me the album is Neil. It, it's yeah. Neil saying, "Here's me. Here's me. This is me. I've been doing this for ten yeah. years on my own now. Right. This you know what." 
You know what a brilliant move yeah, was? That's true. A brilliant move on his part was n- not putting it on this particular collection is Till the Morning Comes. Shut up. Because I, that song came around. Because really, that's. How about when you Nip- might as well just put it on Long May You Run. That song is a great song. Fuck you, Shu. Let me just tell you. Also, how about when Nils no, brought up Cripple s- Creek Ferry? Yeah, how did that make you feel? Well, I, he was talking about the band. I almost, and I think he mentioned Cripple Creek Ferry. I almost said when he Luke said Luke looked it, right at me, I al- and I was like, I, I literally, I almost <laughs> said, I almost said, oh, Nils, that's so funny you bring that up because that's Mike's favorite song. I'd be like, yeah, Nils. <laughs> I mean, if it's like I equated to getting an appendectomy no, you without wouldn't. You definitely fucking, wouldn't. You would uh, not. We we I'd be we honest with like, Nils. We were, we were trying to be, we were pretty respectful. We he's let him also go. a great well, interview. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he just goes. He doesn't mind telling stories, which yeah, is great. Yeah, which is great. And it's really, I'd love you know, to have, I really hope we get him back on because yeah. I could talk to him for a long time. Um, I think he had a good time too. Can we'll we, see. can we, and I, I want to keep this fairly short because we're, I know we're. You want to get down to the wire. Just play. That's good. That was a good one. That was, that was a good one. Can we play a little bit of Down to the Wire I just like to get it. his singing? You dig it? The, I, I, I like the song, about the but yeah. I want to talk British, about Neil's singing. Hear the British, right, yeah. yeah. I love the intro. Yeah. Every time you touch her, sets your hands on fire. Yeah. The super British and the beat too. And you hang on, hang on, hang on to the words of a lion. You can feel it getting Here we go. To the wire. I love this though. I love that. Yeah, that's after, that's that's very yeah, cool. That's cool. That I like that. That little yeah. break, the timing change. So I wrote a note on this song. Okay. I wrote that this song, and Winter Long, they sound like they should be sung by like a crooner, like the melodies of them. Uh yes. And I I don't know if if that's if they're related at all, but I, I think it's interesting that he starts a decade with this song. Was this Buffalo Springfield yeah. or yeah. was this just unreleased? These first few are Buffalo, yeah. Was this ever on an album, though? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It's on okay. a Buffalo Springfield, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh good Lord. Well, what, what did you did you guys want to talk about uh, Down to the Wire? Yeah, no, no, I want to talk right. about his voice, his singing voice there. Can we, do you, can you play something, like, later on, on Decade? Like, um... Just now that we've heard that singing. Yeah, now that we've heard that, like, can you, can you play something from, like, Side Six, like... yeah. Like play, um, like play, uh, love is a rose. I love this song. It's great. Yeah, it's such a good tune. This is a great fucking song. Yeah. We should cover this. Love this right here. Love is a rose, but you better not pick it. Every time you touch her <laughs> to the wire, <laughs> to the wire. 
Seriously, he was trying to sing like one of the guys in the Moody Blues for that. And then oh, yeah. you go to you go late. I mean, just the evolution of his voice, where he finds. I mean, he found his voice basically. I think on everybody knows this is nowhere. Yeah, and that was a lot to do with Danny Witten, who encouraged him to sing like he wanted to sing. And know. people I, people said his voice was like. I feel like we haven't given self-titled as much credit as it deserves. Well, no, we had to give it a whole episode because, dude, you can't take away some of those. It's when I, when we we talked about maybe doing a top ten, which we're not going to do on this episode, but like old laughing lady and loner. And yeah, the loner's good. I just last trip to Tulsa's good. Laptress, uh, right, like, but you can tell in some of those songs he just didn't like the environment he was singing yeah, in. Yeah. You could tell. I to me, it sounded like if you compare it to Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, the very next album, he felt like he was, and he did. He said he felt constrained by that whole thing, and yeah. then to mm-hmm. do it live. You know, and every album after that. I mean, everybody knows this is nowhere is top five. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to Come On Baby, Let's Go Downtown, and I know he's only, he's singing harmonies. That's another song I think should have been on here is Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, the track, the title track of that album. Yeah, but you could just tell, like, he was comfortable, finally comfortable singing. Yeah, I mean, in Buffalo, it's definitely of the time. Who was the main singer of Buffalo? Was it Neil and Stills? I feel like they were pretty even about it. I think they all sang. There were, really? I read something yeah. that... Well, who yeah, did yeah. Kind Woman? Was that Richie Fury? He was in Buffalo, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I Their read biggest hit was that, Stills, though. Their biggest right. hit. Right. Yeah. Sure. And he'll tell you that. For what it's I don't worth. know. Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Buffalo, though. No, oh, that was... Right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That was CSN. Um, CSN but... The, I read something that he that Neil was, was the arguable front man. Of well, he probably had the most personality on stage, and he, and he also was the, very was the political best and very. That's right. Like he wouldn't do the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Really? Did you see that story? No. They got booked for the Tonight Show, and Neil Neil was like, "Fuck this." Really? He was like, "It's not I'm our actually image." We got Neil. No, that's not a good Johnny. Does anyone do a good bad. Johnny it here? Was okay. We're I'm not going to try it now that you've done that. Though. Buffalo Springfield. Coming up, we have Buffalo Springfield. Hey, and then it, after that, Joan Embry yes. from the San Diego <laughs> Zoo will be coming up. <laughs> Joan Crazy Embry. Crazy stuff. That's bad. And then Whatever we'll have that, a visit from Karnak. You were doing it okay I was trying before. to do Ed. It's not oh, a good Ed. <laughs> I'm drunk. That's bad. That's way better. Yeah. I'm not good at this. <laughs> I'm not good <laughs> at this. Luke trying to do the jacket. It's not bad. It's pretty okay. Try we should again. do those. Pretty good, man. Dueling jackets. Dueling jackets. Go ahead, try it. This uh, is a pretty good jacket. Mm, you sound is, like you have asthma. Yours is a little too nasally yeah, because yeah. I'm a winter jacket and you are a summer jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you know, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You sound like you have COVID 19. You should really go get that checked out. I can't wait for trans when we can have a real battle. Oh my god. You want to have a real battle of the jackets? You're on. You, you, <laughs> you sound no, like you, you need to get but serious I, I medical first, help. I first have to take some Afrin. You you sound like you sound like someone doing one of those anti smoking commercials. <laughs> he tries to he's got the thing up to his throat. I, I smoked for fifty years. <laughs> Don't smoke kids. <laughs> hey doctor, I just stick a pen in my neck. I gotta breathe. <laughs> You know what? Hey, that's a good transition into Burned. Whoa. We're not doing every song, though. Do not get your mind thinking we're doing every song. No, we should do the ones that we can't cover, that haven't, we haven't covered. Okay. No, that's fair. Yeah, let's, I mean, that whole first side. I don't have much on Burned anyways. I just really like the, like, lyric structure. I like the sound of it. I like, Mm -hmm. uh, can you you play a little bit of it? Yeah, I'll play a little Burned. Okay. Super 60s. All the Buffalo Springfield stuff, yeah. 
Very birds. So, oh, yeah, super birds. Super birds. I'll tell you the part I like is, is the... We, we'll know because you're going to do harmonies right with here. it. Yeah, you're going to sing along. He's trying not to sing. Look at him. trying. Sorry. Here it is. Coming up. Now I'm finding out that it's so confusing. No time left and I know I'm losing. Let's turn it down. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You should be wearing hip huggers. Yeah, but it's, a cool, it's cool, man. I dig the 60s vibe of this. Yeah. Super 60s, yeah. Good. It's very, it's very 60s. It's very Buffalo Springfield. Yeah, Neil wrote it, and he's, he's, he's doing the leads, but it's not Neil. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's, it's Neil of that time. Right. I think, yeah. yeah. I think I mean, he needed, like we've said so many times on this podcast, he needed that everybody. He needed the crazy horse that everybody mm. knows is nowhere. He needed the death of Danny and 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 all those people that he lost. I don't know and if like he you, needed no, the no, death no. of okay. Danny. No, no, no. Okay, I'm not gonna. <laughs> but to to I'm have the Neil, we, th- no, but to have the Neil we have today, but, yeah, right. It wouldn't be without the death of Danny Witten. Right. And, and, I, I just mean. Okay, let me put it this way. He needed to meet Danny and Ralph right. and Billy. You know, right. he needed because Danny was super encouraging to him. Yeah, he as needed a singer. to meet. He needed to meet even Jack Nietzsche. Right. And, yeah. you know. Well, Jack Nietzsche worked on some Buffalo stuff. some of the Buffalo stuff. stuff. Yeah. Right. But he yeah. needed those people to kind of push him in a, in a different. Right. But you know what? That, that has a catchiness to it. And we talked about that with Don't Cry No Tears. There's not oh, a lot of Neil that catchy. has yeah. that he can catchiness write it. to he can it. Write yeah, he, it, it proves he can yeah. write. He could write a pop song. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, he just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. Right. right. Yeah. But he absolutely can. I like it. I dig it. I like that. Yeah, so I like it too. I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker sometimes for that 60s birds. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. So oh, I, yeah, I like man. that one. Yeah. And that brings us even, do you have something to say about it, Luke? Or should we? No, I was going to say, <clears throat> I, I tried to do a top five and it ended up being a top seven of songs that we hadn't already, that weren't already on albums that we've done. Mm-hmm. Can I just give you my list real quick? Sure. Yeah. Because I kind of want to land on my number one. I didn't do this, so I'm not going to try fine. my and brain I'm sure, right now. And I'm sure there'll be stuff about the other ones besides the number one, but let me get to my number one because I want to talk about it. And it might, it's pro- I think it might be yours too, Russ, man. But my top seven, my seven was Broken Arrow. I just that love be higher for me. I just love the differences. Like I, I know love, Shoe doesn't like it, but I, that's my, higher for me. You don't me. like my, Broken Arrow? We'll I, get to I, it. I, but yeah. I, I love how he... he it's like a three-part song, and he he breaks into yeah. like See, the. Shoe doesn't like that. Go ahead. I, no, oh, I no, like no I do okay, it. Continue. I can appreciate that. But. My number six is Soldier, um, and okay. let me. I'll tell you why, Russ, and I know this will be part of why you might appreciate the song. Is the lyrics, Jesus, the I Jesus, saw you yeah. walking on the river. I don't believe you. You can't deliver right away. I wonder why. So good. Holy shit. Are awesome. But those are it's, my. It's actually oddly reminiscent to me of Time Fades Away. Yeah. And, yep. and um, the uh, woke up this morning, the love, love in mind. I also love that Soldier wasn't. Do you know what I mean by that shoe with the love in mind from yeah. uh, Time Fades Away? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about the religion and church and sex. Yeah. Is, and, and that line there with the Jesus, I, lo- I, I dig yeah. that a lot. But I, I, and I also love, too, that this was nowhere else. You couldn't find the song anywhere else before this. I believe this was just, it, it, it was only done like he was played, it played live and Neil just recorded a bunch of shit. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. But anyway, my, my top five. Okay. Five is Deep Forbidden Lake. I love Yeah, it's a good one. Four, Down to the Wire. Okay. Three, Winter Long. Okay. I fucking love Winter Long. Yeah. Two is Campaigner. I think it's a fucking incredible, gorgeous, genius song. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that's the one that hit me the most when I used to listen to Decade. And my number one, Sugar Mountain. 
Uh, yeah. I, oh, I yeah. Sugar Mountain Sugar is, Mountain. to me, that, is the best fucking folk song ever written. Can I read you a few things about Sugar Mountain? No, because we should go in order, but... Well, let me just let me read you a few things ones of, we have. Yeah, heard. let's hop back. Let's hop That's back right. to him. Okay, but I want to I want to sure. talk Go about ahead. Sugar Mountain real quick. Um, he wrote this when he was 19 years old. Yeah, nuts. Um, and then he actually he started writing it when he was 19. He wrote 126 verses to Jesus the song. Christ. Jesus. And then he said he said I didn't know how to narrow it down to four. <laughs> so, but he said the one where he talks it, about it was a broken narrow. <laughs> oh. But the one where he talks about. <laughs> Under, underneath the stairs, he yeah. said, that was the worst one, so I figured I'd put it in for perspective. <laughs> See, that's Neil. That's so fucking, fucking Neil, Neil, man. man. That is um, awesome. But so then, Hashtag anyway, FNF, he finally finished it when he was youngsters. 21, and Joni Mitchell talked Speaking about this. Speaking of youngsters. So this is a, this is a Joni Mitchell quote. Uh, in 1965, I was up in Canada, and there was a friend of mine up there who had just left a cl- uh, rock and roll band. He had just turned 21, and that meant he was no longer allowed into his favorite haunt, which was kind of a teeny bopper club, and once you're over 21, you couldn't get back in there anymore. So he was really feeling terrible because his girlfriend and everyone else he wanted to hang out with, his band could still go there, you know, but it's one of those things that drove him to become a folk singer was that he couldn't play in this club anymore because he was over the hill. So he wrote this. 21. He finalized this song because he couldn't get into... (laughs) A club where right. you had to be under 21. Yeah. Well, that's the common theme we find in a lot of his stuff. Like, yeah. don't be denied and everything. But going back to those simpler times, and even at that's 21 cool. years old, yeah. he was feeling that, yeah. oh, I wish I could hang. You know, it was kind of cool not having you know to be an adult. You know what that reminds me and, of, too, is Nils getting into the, right? that yeah. club and sneaking his way yeah. backstage yeah. when he's 17. 17 and yeah. then uh, flash forward a year, and he's on after the gold rush. Yeah. I also wanted to ask him about living with Briggs. Because there was right, that, yeah, we didn't have time, that, and that must we didn't have, have been. time. But I want because you brought up the wash the walls with women. That was Briggs, right? That was Briggs. And I'm like, yeah. w- w- Nils was there. Nils w- lived on his couch. Yeah, what yeah, was going Briggs, on? And Briggs was took him under. Was... Briggs took him under his, his wing. He produced Grin, you know, all that yeah. stuff. So he he knows Briggs. Yeah, we just didn't have enough time. I hope yeah. we get him next back time. On. We'll get him back on. Yeah. But to any of those songs, or did you guys have other ones that we hadn't? Mr. Soul, you didn't put up. I really like Mr. Soul. I love Mr. Want to Soul. Play a, a bit of yeah, Mr. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Soul. All I feel like this could have been on Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. This is Ricky Fury singing to with stills. Yeah, Fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Fuzzbox. Super Muff. Keep playing until you hear it. Yeah, just keep playing. We can, as long as, there you go. That's Stills, but Ricky sings as well. Richie, sorry, Richie. I'm going to fade out after this one. As long as you talk over it, it's fine. Because that's what they do on the talking, the, they played the whole song. Are you song. talking, talking heads? Talking heads to my talking head. To my head talking head. Yeah. I mean, his guitar work right in this here. is like... Oh no, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, the guitar work later on is great. Yeah, this really fade out. Yeah. The start of his that Neil Young guitar. There's no sound. chorus either. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is interesting. It's just verse and each verse is really interesting. There's a lot of like 
Beatles sort of things, mm. you know. A lot of the Buffalo Springfield had a lot of that yeah. Sergeant Pepperish yeah, they yeah. backwards love, tracking. Neil and Stills, know. I feel like, loved the Beatles. Oh yeah, absolutely. To together. Yeah. 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 I mean that was you I mean that that's what was going on. Yeah. At the time and and that influence, you well, know, obviously. And, and talking huge. about the Beatles, I saw too on Song Facts or whatever that someone was saying in that sort of Lennon and McCartney esque friendly rivalry way that's what and we've we've touched on this especially with the last episode about you know stills and and young just stills being a dick and and neil being a dick too but just that whole back and forth between these two guys and with with buffalo springfield you get that where stills wants to do all this other shit neil doesn't want to do it there's there's a ton of stuff like that and and this song, and I also saw Broken Arrow, a, lot, a, a couple of these songs were written because Neil left the band, like a few times. Like, a couple of times, I yeah. believe. Yeah, he quit he, a couple He times. would quit, and then he'd come back. And then he'd <laughs> come, Neil. And then he'd come back with songs that were so good, but they were about him leaving the band and why he wanted to leave the band. And Russ, imagine we finished recording our last album, Make Things Better, now available on Spotify and vinyl anywhere. Mm, excellent, excellent but album. But imagine we record that album and then right when we're done recording i say guess what though i'm leaving town meeting <laughs> and then six months later as you guys are finalizing production and all these other things right, yeah. i'm like actually i'm back yeah, in I'm coming back yeah and then a few months later i'm like actually you know what leaving again <laughs> how long do you put up with that yeah i think i think the talent made it more bearable. Yes, yeah, so because don't they the come talent. back. I'm not quite so young. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that. You I'm can. Not, I'm not. No. Say, no you I'm can not totally. The last verse. You can totally say I'm Fourth not Neil Young. Fourth verse. You can't sorry. even get the song right. That's I'm how sorry, much man. Appreciate right. Luke's talent. Quote yeah, that's right. Uh, whatever that fucking song is, you're all right. Don't 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 knock yourself. I won't be denied. Yeah. There you go. But I think it's like, like we said in the last episode. I think Stills loved. Neil and I'm not you know he loved like I, and I think his Neil songwriting loves, he loved his talent he thought he just was a great yeah, musician yeah he wanted to make love to him and yeah I <laughs> and think Neil was going to take right, all night long but Neil was like ah, it's going to take all night and I, <laughs> I got to get back to the and, ranch uh, you know it's going to take all night and tonight's the night yeah, so I, I, I don't I'm know I'm supposed to get together and, and play he, donkey and ball with drunk, David and he Rusty. drunk CB'd him on the tour you know <laughs> do you, he sounded needy so we didn't bring this up but do you think Nils took honey slides well, he wasn't. Did he play? He didn't play on on the beat. He was getting. He brought up tequila though, and I was. Well, that was the. Those was, were the two. He main even things. said the theme of that. Right, was, yeah, was tequila, tequila and weed, and they would get fucked I wanted, up. On I wanted that. to bring up honey slides, but I didn't. He he was on a roll, and I didn't right. want. I don't. I don't think he was a uh, in the in on the honey slides yeah. of Rusty. Maybe you know, but anyway. Well, I love Mr. Soul. It's great. I, I yeah. especially love. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the MTV Unplugged album. Yes. The version on there is really good it's yeah. just him acoustic but it's just it's fantastic they, mtv had a good run of those them uh, neil nirvana obviously oh yeah um, even lauren hill lauren Did you ever hear hill, lauren, yeah. hill? lauren hill is my favorite and you know who else those, killed probably it probably one of my who? favorites ll cool j i've never it. heard it oh my god you guys one. yeah what they had ll cool j and a tribe called quest oh, oh i'm right and, I love that and it was yeah. fucking awesome it wow, was so. Yeah. He didn't. Mama said, "Knock you out," yeah. and it was fucking amazing on the M- on Unplugged. on MTV Unplugged. Yeah, it was awesome. incredible, man. It was so good. I'm literally yeah, writing this down to listen yeah, to it. Cool. This oh yeah, week. you gotta Check listen to that. I love yeah. Tribe. Tribe Called Quest is still. Fucking I, lo- I fucking oh, yeah, love. I fucking love Tribe Called. They I broke a lot tribe. of ground, yeah. man. Well, anyway, we should transition into Broken Arrow. 
because um, it starts with Mr. S- a little piece of Mr. Soul, and I read that uh, the person singing that is actually at the top is Richie, and that's the Beatles. What? Oh, that's, that's the Beatles crowd. That's the Beatles crowd. Interesting. Did they play with the Beatles during this? No. No, but they probably used the crowd noise for yeah. something. Shit. What if Ringo didn't know that and he's just hearing it now? Oh, he's gonna sue. He's gonna. Yeah. Okay, keep it's, playing. Keep playing this. I love too that it's right away. It's not. It's what is it? Fifteen. Yeah, I seconds? like how it's. I like that. Did you I know like this, how it's misleading. This track in the took over a hundred hours to record. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Here's what I want to say. Listen to this. Did Don McLean steal this for American Pie? Hmm. When was American Pie? That was seventy-one. It was later, right? Because this is Buffalo Springfield. That's oh, fucking yeah. American Pie. Yeah, but that's a simple descend. That's your. That's your. That that's, whole section right that's there. That's your dude, C G A minor. That's your typical I, like. I know, but that, I know what you're saying. But that's in so I many love songs. Love this right here. Yeah, love this right here. This piano. In the chorus. Did you see them in the river? Keep it going. Though. Skyros just wants to listen to the whole album. No, it's fine. It's not even. A, we're not even close to a minute. Keep going. It's, he makes up too. He makes up. It's a minute. That's the, that's the thing. He just wants to sing along. Now keep it going so that you can hear. <laughs> keep it going. Yes, you can. Hold you're on. allowed to. I'm texting. Fade back I'm in. texting the lawyer. Fade back in. Help us. Because Shu hates now this, this crowd shit. is the monkeys crowd. Here's what I like about these things. <laughs> oh, really? He leaves. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, okay, I was no, say, that's pretty cool. Then. He leaves in the booze here. I love this. These each of these things you can fade it if you want. He goes back into the. Hold verse. on, I just want to play what he plays. It's like the take me out to the ball game thing. This yeah, is why I just heard this. No, did we? Yeah, just play. Oh, I was talking over it, and then it like does that weird sound back into the. This verse. is kind of like Pink Floyd. Yeah, or the Beatles. Yeah, it's. But but I what I like about this, and I remember you saying in in the last episode when we were coming to the end, that you didn't really like the extra shit that goes on in this song. It's not the extra shit, and I appreciate what they're trying to accomplish. It just seems clunky and forced, and it, I find it to be annoying. Okay, I it's, can see what you're saying. So so I guess what I'm saying is, I think it wasn't produced as well as it should. Sergeant Pepper was a huge thing at this time. It sounds way too derivative of that or something off of Magical Mystery Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just find that it's too... Like, there are other multi-part songs. It's not so much that that are yeah. done well. It's just this one, I don't think. It's too clunky for me. The I, thing I can't I like enjoy about it. this is, is that... And, and I, I'm reading different things about it, and, and it says part of this one is about Neil leaving the band, and that's what this song is about, blah, blah, blah. But all that shit is never truly right. But what I what I get from this is a, a part of it to me is a commentary. Each each of those three different sections after that chorus is another version of America. You get like the baseball, you know. You you get the okay. crowd screaming. Hmm. You get kind of like that. You get yeah. the jazz, you know. Right. So to me, it's all these different things that to ne- to Neil, it's it's different versions of America. No, I kind of like that. And that's, it's, that's to cool. me, it's okay. a commentary. And then you get the chorus, which is the native American and the broken arrow, the lonely, the, the, the banks of the river, 
the the uh, empty quivered you know indian mm-hmm. on the banks the sure. brown skinned like so that's kind of the thing that's uh, spider web weaved in between all this america shit so uh, before all that yeah right there were already people before here. All nobody america discovered shit, america exactly right and america so was already populated right. i like that so as much here. as i right. love the the end to me it is kind of weird that i hear when i heard this song i was doing a bunch of listens to it i was like American Pie. It sounds like that. Well, to me, and, to well, see, there's and, like so kind of a multi-section song. To the American thing. It's a weird it's synchronicity, well. right? But, but um, to me, to me, it was like a like a Buffalo Springfield version of A Day in the Life. Do you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Where he kind yeah. of right. was. That's a really good way to put squeezing it. Squeezing it together and a I little hear bit. That it just didn't Can, do it as well as the Beatles. I actually dig the uh, the jazz. Can we go to the end and hear the jazz do you at have the a, end? A time. It's just, it's basically the end of the song. It's after the last chorus. Why do you think, though, before we get there, why do you think he started with a live version of Mr. Soul? Why do you think Uh, they started it with so So on that record, on the Buffalo Springfield record, the album starts with Mr. Soul, ends with Broken Arrow. Okay. So I think that's, production-wise, why it was chosen. Um, Was because you start the album with Mr. Soul, you end the album with with Broken Arrow and the song Broken Arrow, which to me is this sort of commentary on America in that way uh, with, like you said, the Native American thing and also Mm. just him wanting to leave the band and not leaving the band and coming back to the band and the 60s and da-da-da-da-da. So I think it's a a full circle sort of Beatles-esque Okay. Way of, okay, I get that now. Yeah. Um, because he's done that before with Tonight's the Night. Yes. You know, yeah. so he, he likes to bookend things and have a theme. So that yeah. was kind of like the the beginnings of that. Yeah. Right there. So yeah, okay. it's I think it's it's the album Buffalo Springfield again. And yeah. so it starts yeah. with Mr. Soul and ends with Broken Arrow. Okay. Yeah. And and that came out in sixty seven and I believe American Pie came out in seventy one. Yeah, that was seventy one. Yeah. So. I don't think there was any intentional. No, no, no. I'm not no, saying that. Either. And I and I. Dig, and I'm sure Don McLean was listening to Buffalo Springfield. Oh, absolutely. You know? Everyone was, you know. especially like you said, for what it's worth, was huge. And um, but plus, Don McLean was busy driving his Chevy to the levee. That takes a long time, it Russ. Really right? does. I mean, and and could, to, the levee was dry. Yeah, I mean, so. it could take all night. If Stephen Stills <laughs> went to that levee, it wouldn't be dry. And also, Don McLean might also be a time-traveling vampire, and maybe he went into the future and ripped off the better version of that song, which is... Don't even. Don't. <laughs> Luke. Shut it's the on. Weird Al version Luke of that. Luke Condon, you shut Which the... is so oh, no, fucking you know good. What? Oh, yeah. Actually, that's really... The that Weird Al okay. version of that okay. song is no. unbelievable. Right. So. What was that? Right, the, the saga fun. continues? The saga, the saga begins. Begins. That is a, brilliant. To me, is better than American Pie. It's that's so brilliant. good. I it's agree insane. I didn't know where you were going, but I agree. And all those things, like... so good. That one is great, and then when Weird Al does fucking... Even though we just... Sling us a web, you're the Spider-Man. It's great. Genius. That's great. And I'll tell you the best line Weird Al's ever written is in that Spider-Man song it, where, yeah, he, where talks, he talks oh. about Willem Dafoe, which you and I have met. No, we've met Willem Dafoe, but no, the part where oh, he talks okay. about, with great power comes great responsibility. That's, That's the, the catchphrase from old Uncle, Uncle ben. ben. And if you oh. miss the line, don't, don't worry, worry. He'll say, say it again, again and again. again. Yeah. He just says so no, he good. says again and again and That's again. Right. Yeah. Weird Al, get on this fucking. We're gonna podcast. get. I'm gonna work on. Even though it. we, yes. I'm gonna send an email. Even though we interviewed Nils Lofgren in this episode, again, we're so fucking honored. I hope this interview. I hope. <laughs> I hope. Sorry. I hope this episode ends with you playing the uh, 
the, I'm not the, playing Albuquerque the, again. He, no, no, no. He's the Jedi, the Jedi one. I'm not playing the Saga Begins. Come on, man. I'm not playing anyone. We've already included Weird Al too many times, which is one time on a Neil Young podcast. So I read that the uh, the jazzy piano at the end here of Broken Arrow is... Jack Nietzsche. Don Randy. Oh, sorry. But can you play it? I like it. I dig it. It's sort of, of Charlie brown At the end of what? It's cool. At oh, the he's end got of a Vince Guaraldi Broken Arrow yeah, thing yeah. going okay, here. Hold on. Here we go. It's cool. Yeah. But America, right? You know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Jazz is an American art form. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's what he was going for here? Yeah, I think so. With the clarinet? Yeah. This is actually Nils on the clarinet. I know, like right? right? Nils, here. I want you to play clarinet. Well, I've only played right it here. twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's very Vince Guaraldi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. You can see Charlie Brown missing right. a football. That drum roll. No, this is when him and Liners are like just walking down the street and they see Snoopy eating bones, reading the paper. <laughs> you know. I dig it, man. I, I like this tune. I like it. I like it. I a just, lot. I just don't. Um, I just find it. I don't like listening to it. Do you? Sure. Do you yeah. have a top, like a top one, two, or three off of like not the ones we've already done? Uh, Mr. Soul. Really? Okay. Is definitely. I just love that song. That's such a great song. That would be my number one. Yeah. Um, do you like uh, Expecting to Fly? The next I two? do love that. It's great. Okay, I'll play it. You man. know what? That's the, Nietzsche on strings. That is such a great song to listen to while you're driving spacey, at night. Spacey, man. It's a spacey yeah. sort of melody. Yeah. There's a lot of texture on there, and I, I love that. Mm. Sorry. There's not a lot of Buffalo Springfield I like. Like, I'm not a huge Buffalo Springfield fan. Yeah, this is, though, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is so Nietzsche. It's right? Nietzsche, yeah. Yeah. Very Nietzsche because it's borderline Disney. Oh, yeah. And since my daughter's here, I want to bring that up in, in a little bit about her comment about listening to Tumbleweed uh, from Neil. See, this is right. Yeah. This is when you drop a shit ton. This of is acid. when you take like yeah. 20 friggin' Advil <laughs> yeah. and you roll into a Neil Young podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But today yeah, it's, it's today just, it's aloe and Zyrtec. It's very sleepy. Oh, it's geez. gorgeous. I'm telling you, when it's you're really driving pretty. and there's keep like, it up though, because I like the the uh, I like the second and third ended with the cries. I like the way this it always goes to the ended with the cry. That mm. like sort of nice change. Listen to that. That sounds like Peggy bow, Lee, bow, bow. very yeah. 60s. But it's such a beautiful song, beautifully produced. You know, Keep it go up, turn up, turn it up. It's very simple. That's what I wanted to hear. Right there was right what I wanted to hear. Love that. Ended with a cry. The first one ended gorgeous. with a cry. Just babe. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really pretty. It's just. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't have that much to say about it, just other than no, I, it is. I think yeah. it's, so it's a gorgeous song, and yeah. Nietzsche kills it as far as arrangement and strings. And, yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of pretty though, Sugar Mountain to me, it's great. Is is the best? It's my, one of the best folk songs and this, ever written. Is this the first time this has been recorded, or like just like not? Recorded, I think it's the first but, time it was released. It was I mean, I meant released. Release. Sorry, I think it was. I don't because think it came out anywhere yeah, else. Yeah. When he he released the Canterbury the. Right, that thing called Sugar Mountain. Right, but that was, was but that, was, that, that was, was a few way, years ago, way later, eighties, right? And that, yeah. I no, think no, was, that was that just recently. Came was out. it recently? Like Twenty something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. That was one okay. of the the archive releases. Yeah. Okay. But uh, 
other than that, the first time I think you hear Sugar Mountain is on this. Yeah. Which is great. Wait, it's... wait, wait. Hold on. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. This is, a gr- this is my favorite song off, off a of decade. I love Decade. It was my intro to Neil. That's, um, a, that's a, the thing about this album. It was the intro to Neil for so many people. Oh, yeah. And it's such a great intro, you know, with his liner notes and everything and, and just... Yeah. 2008 was when Sugar Mountain Live at Canterbury House was, was okay. released. Okay. But I believe that it was recorded. It was just Neil, um, just Neil live, and I thought it was in the 60s, like late 60s, maybe early 70s. What, the version on Decade? Yeah. Yeah. J- just the... That, it has a demo that, quality a live, to it. It's yeah. a live recording, that album, because you can hear him doing the raps in between and so, stuff. Yeah. That was from... Yeah, but the version you guys on, talk. I'll try to find. Well, it. the so, version on decade that sounds like a was that live? It, yeah, it was live. Yeah, so that that first the line, not the chorus, but the first line. I think is of the first verse. That's a tattoo. Nineteen sixty-eight. <laughs> Nineteen sixty-eight. It's so lonely at the fair, but all your friends are there. Yeah, I, I would get that fucking tattooed. And that totally explains that whole story about yeah. Not being able to get into the teeny bopper club to see the youngsters. Yep. Neil invented FOMO. So it he was, did. Yeah, right. He invented FOMO. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, man. Neil, Luke. the time traveling <laughs> fucking vampire. Neil. So the, the I have a fear of missing out. <laughs> hmm. I'll just I'll just turn that into an abbreviation. Yeah. Or no, what is that an abbreviation? What is that called? FOMO. Yeah, it's an abbreviation. An acronym. 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 That's what go. it is. So Sugar Mountain Live at Canterbury House was from the recording was from 1968. Right. That's the, the one on Decade. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. I'm talking about the album now. Right. The, the, the album yeah, the that was released release. in yeah. 2008. Yeah. But yeah, the recording that was put on Decade, I believe, was from this, was from that session. Yeah. Um, and so some of the other songs on that that he does live just himself... And then there's a bunch of stuff where it says songwriting rap, recording rap. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Rap. He's it's really funny. It's all just funny. him talking, and he's you, hilarious. Yeah, this is 1968, so he's like 20. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't really, know exactly his really age, funny. but he's really yeah. young. And uh, Mr. Soul's on there. Expecting to Fly is on mm-hmm. there. Last Trip to Tulsa's on there. The Loner oh, wow. is on there. Birds. Yeah. Winter long. Yeah. I could have her, if I could have her tonight. Sugar Mountain. Oh, man. I've been waiting for you. Oh uh, yeah, old okay. laughing lady. He does and broken arrow. It's all yeah. it's all uh, him. Yeah. I can't so we'll, wait to we'll get have to get to that because it's a one of his it's solo releases. His. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That, that's yeah. from two thousand eight. But I believe the version here on decade, which is crazy. Is, that yeah, it's from that. Is same from that thing. session. Yeah. We no one else had heard it because no one he didn't release that until two thousand eight. Right. So yeah. so I don't want to. All of a sudden you hear this song Sugar Mountain. You're like, whoa, what's this? I right. don't know. I don't want to do too much because we're gonna end up running out of time for what I can handle on this sure. hard drive. But uh. So the after that, there's I am a child, and then he gets great a, song, with, incredible song, Love it. yeah. And then he there's a we'll bunch. get into these because they come out with later albums, right? Yeah. So, but is there anything else? Any one particular song that you guys want to touch on from the other ones? I really loved Campaigner for something about that. Yeah, play song. a little bit of that. Well, sure. Campaigner. Okay, all right. I just love how stripped it is, and the, he brings up Nixon. It's and this didn't come out on a album until uh was it hitchhiker was it on yeah i was gonna say that was one of the hitchhiker songs yeah
damn, I fucking he, he could, yeah. he could, yeah, I know he just said looking for a leader, real release, yeah, but he it would could be do good. this, yes, where even Donald Trump has soul, you has know got what I mean? soul, yeah. cheese, yeah, that, let play that part where it's coming up. That little, he goes yeah. down even, the minor a little bit, and then when he pops up here, that. And then this right here. Yeah. Oh God, we should cover this. It's a great song. Yeah. We should rewrite. We should do a little. We should do a little. Tip our hats, Neil, and rewrite. If you guys it. do that, would you allow me to do something when you play it live? Yeah. I have a Richard Nixon mask. I'll come <laughs> out and really? dance to it while you guys play. You have Richard, is that from uh, Point Break? From, no, no, no. Uh, it's from well, yeah. uh, Where the Buffalo Roam? No, Men at Work. Oh, it's Men at Work, Men at yeah. Work with, uh, with, Emilio. The, with Emilio, Emilio and Charlie Oh, Sheen. right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's from Point Break, too. Maybe. The Nixon Mask? It's, yeah. it's been a, it's a, it's, yeah, it's yeah, in a lot of things. It's been used in a lot of stuff. I, the, the Hunter S. Thompson movie, Where the Buffalo Roam. Do they do it in the town, too? Probably. Mm-hmm. Mike actually no. goes, to a, Mike goes to a Point Break-themed Comic-Con every year. Yeah, every year. It's, it's me a and a bunch of guys in wetsuits. Dude, Men at Work, though, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but they fucking hate the remake. They're oh, not yeah, okay the remake's the remake. bullshit. You know, there's a whole nother con for that. The <laughs> I hate the remake of Point Break con. And it's just a bunch of people in wetsuits bitching about how much it sucks. The best part. You know, and how Flea was fucking awesome. <laughs> Flea was in it? Flea was in the original Point Break? I think so, yeah. All right. From the, oh, from no, the, Anthony Kiedis. From the pep- Flea was All in, those chili peppers look the same. And also Flea was in Back to the Future 2, which you still haven't watched. Oh. Flea is awesome. I'm not in a rush. <laughs> I'm not in a rush. Well, it's I, almost 2112, so you better be in a rush. Oh, boy. Keith David is one of the best parts of Men at Work. Yeah, that great. movie. There are not few the things in this world that you don't ever touch. One of them happens to be another man's fries. I know. He's, now you remember that. He, and he you is will live so a long good. and healthy life. Like him and Platoon. <laughs> oh, my God. And, of course, the epic something about Mary. And, the last, uh, and last season of Community. And Rick right? and Morty. He plays Rick the president. And Morty too. The oh, movie. that's he right. He's the president. Of, oh he's my the, God. I think he's the giraffe, too. God damn it. I can see you guys playing Minecraft. <laughs> He's in a lot yeah, of he's, Yeah, he's... Yeah. All right, whatever. Was he Franks <laughs> or your Beans? Did you ever see Requiem for a Dream? He's in that, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Right. That's right. Yeah. Holy it's shit. It's not going to suck itself. Ugh, I love Aronofsky. Is, he's like, two good, one bad. Two good, one bad. Wait, whoa, whoa, what are the bad ones? The Noah's Ark one was shit. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was okay. Okay. But the Rust... But then is. he came back with the Rustler. What yeah. was that right oh my before God. it? Which was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Pie is nuts. Pie I know. Have you great. guys watched Pie? Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so mind-blowing. It's yeah. fucking It's great. Nuts, yeah. Man. yeah. And Black, did you guys like Black Swan? Because I guys, thought that was I, great. I, I, actually, I love Black Swan. Did you guys Swan. like Mother? See, I didn't see Mother. Was that Aronofsky? Yeah. I I was. I don't know if I liked was that it. Watch it again, Brooks? man. Watch it again. No, it's, that I think it's Jennifer. Uh, it's, it's Jennifer. Jennifer, what's her name? There's no, too no, many Jennifers, isn't it? Jennifer Jason Lee. No, no, no. It's it's with Javier Bardem is in it, too. Yeah, but what's the fuck? J- yeah, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, Jennifer Lawrence. J- yeah. J- Jennifer J-Law. Lawrence. J-Law. There's J-Law. Too many J-Lo. Not J-Lo. It's J-Law. And J-Jo's and Jo's. It's not Enyo, which is what we call Neil Young on this podcast. If you find... There's Enyo and Enlo, which is Neil's When we finally get him on... And you want when, me to call when him he goes, when he goes, hello, I'm gonna go Enyo in the ha in the hizzy. I dare, I'll give you Enyo. I'll give you twenty bucks if you do that. Jesus. I won't. I'm not gonna give you. You can give bucks. me five bucks and I'll do that. You will. You wouldn't. I guarantee <laughs> no you, you would never do no, that. No, I'd be totally like, oh, hello, Mister Young. Thank you for being <laughs> on our no, podcast. We're gonna finally get Neil in. We we're, had Nils we're all on, gonna guys. faint when he. <laughs> what yeah, the hell are we gonna talk to Neil about? I'm gonna like lose know. control of my bladder. I can't. Yeah, where do you start? I don't. I don't know. You know where I'll start. Landing on water. Why? (laughs) 
Uh, no, I, oh, tell me why. No, no. Well, first thing I'd say is, why did you keep fucking Cripple Creek Ferry until the morning <laughs> comes on? No, you should have made the guitar no, solo listen, longer no, on all no, lonesome. They're gonna embarrass yeah, you. This is what's gonna happen: is we're gonna try. We're gonna be like, yeah, Mike doesn't like those songs, and you're gonna be like, oh, I just made that up for the podcast. No, I actually I'll tell love him. those songs. I'll fucking tell him. What's this cracking I will now? Tell, I will totally <laughs> tell him. I'll tell him. You guys are great. Yeah, he I sounds like Creek he sounds like Goofy. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll tell him. Yeah, I'll tell him. Um, anything else off of this that isn't no, on? No, because we'll cover it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover, cover it, it all yeah. later. Except, I don't, what, do you guys know if uh, Deep Forbidden Lake comes back up? You brought it up. It's a great song. I don't know if it comes back up. Oh, I actually got someone might, on but. someone on the on Reddit on the Neil Young subreddit said uh, that's like their favorite song. It's a, I'll oh, play yeah, a little yeah, bit of it right cool. now, real quick. Yeah, we we have we have to one now, but I'll play. I love this song. I don't think this is on anything else. It must be. Turn it up a little. Is that Freedom Rock, man? Turn it up. This is great. On the lake, the deep forbidden lake. Goddamn. The old boats go gliding by. That's stand-up bass. It's got to be. And the leaves are falling from the trees and landing on the logs and I the turtle line too. Yeah. See the turtles heading for the ball. That's a dark tower reference to off the logs. Did you just bring up Tolkien? No, no I brought up Stephen King. King. Oh, Stephen King. Get the Sorry. fuck out of oh, here. Oh, there's Ben Keith, baby. Oh, yeah. Is that Ben? It's got to be Ben. That's got to be Ben. There's no way that's oh, not Ben. yeah. Love that we'll, we're going to end this episode with Ben the Keith. Yeah. Your moment of Ben. Yeah. Anyway, this has been our album Decade and yes. <laughs> our episode Decade. Yeah. yeah. It's great, man. It's a, one of the best compilations of all time. It's awesome. It is. It set a standard for for compilations, yeah. box sets. You know, you're dealing with a triple album at this point. Yeah. You know, and, and that took balls, too. Tell oh, the record absolutely. company. I've yeah. been doing this for 10 years. Fucking I got new, I got man. six sides F&M. of stuff I could give you, probably And he more. does it well. I don't know if you want to really quickly, Russ, the album, the vinyl album is right behind you. If you see how I, I already yeah, pulled it apart for you. And but it, it's two it's two album. Um, Russ is holding is, the is vinyl. Is that the Black Rock Desert? It but looks like where they do Burning Man. The Black. It is Black Nevada, Rock. Yeah. But they slide. I'm, I I shouldn't say that with that much authority. I don't actually know. That's it Black Rock. That, that is like, definitely yeah. Black Rock from yeah, Lost. Yeah, and you open it. It's got all those badass pictures. Black of Rock, young like a Neil with CSN and, and. But do you see how it works, Russ? It's two. You miss. See, look right. Go back to where you grab the album. Look back there. Yeah. No, no, no. Right there. That oh, oh, yeah, slides yeah. in, oh, so yeah. it's two album like cardboard right. containers mm. that slide together, yeah. and super it's 60, really really super cool. Seventies fucking. Neil it's right just there. a great fucking. It's it's three records. Yeah, we'll hand it to shoe. Oh, there's a second, tons but, of stuff in yeah. there, man. All you know what? Pictures, go buy a turntable. Go buy this American record, and then you're all set. All kinds of stuff. It's really good. It's but. great. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. And big, huge, huge thank you to Nils Lofgren. Yeah, yeah. Go, please it was a go real get weathered when it comes honor. out on August twenty first. Yep, NilsLofgren.com. You can pre-order it now, which I I definitely will be doing. Yeah, 
Um, and uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, congrats, boys. Yeah. yeah, congrats on ten episodes. Yeah, and, and thank on, you. And uh, I'm getting ills. Thanks to everybody for uh, contributing on our Facebook page, Long May You Young Facebook page, Twitter at Long May You Young. Same thing on Instagram. And the uh, Neil Young subreddit on Reddit. Yeah. You can communicate with us that way. And Pantheon. And you can and yeah, still. Thanks to the Pantheon podcast. You can network. still leave us a voice message via Anchor. Oh, you I, can? I will repost that and I'll send okay. you guys the link to post it on Excellent. Instagram and Twitter and all that, and Facebook and all that stuff. Because um, so. I'm really hoping, I mean, I really hope we talk to Nils again. And I'm, I'm sure we could. Yeah, yeah. I thought it went well, but I yeah. really, really hope that we talk to Nails again. <laughs> Because I've got some home improvement <laughs> questions thank for you him. to Nails Lofgren. He right, was great. Nails, the half-brother of Nails. Oh, my God. Home improvement. Come on, Tim. Oh, I never and, uh, watched And that. also, thanks to Mike's daughter, Chloe, for all her input. and for yeah, really... yeah, for producing the podcast <laughs> yep, today. She produces every episode. She actually. had an important question that had... It, it kind of has to do with... Um, There's a World from Harvest. Okay. And the song Tumbleweed that he does... <laughs> with um, Promise of the Real. Uh, and what was that question? Is he a Disney princess? Yes. Both of those songs have a Disney vibe. When so is Neil Young a Disney princess? The yes. answer is yes. Yeah. Of course he is. He is. He is He's no, the greatest Disney princess. He's, Neil Young is when you put Pocahontas, The Little Mermaid, uh, Mulan, yeah. and uh, Jasmine, and Snow, Snow White, White, and you mush them together. And that's when you that you get Neil Young. I'd put a little Elsa in there only because he's from Canada. Oh, I like that. Okay. You know. No, she's not, but she's it's from cold Iceland. There. She's from like Iceland. I, no, that was the Netherlands. Netherlands. Same thing. Iceland, Netherlands. Yeah. There's land in there. She plays Yaya Ding Dong. <laughs> she's from Yaya yeah, Ding Play Yaya Ding Dong! Okay, and on Play the, it! On that note, we will Play Yaya Ding Dong! We'll see you next week, youngsters. <laughs> NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hanson, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 